This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. Growing up, you know, when people call you Sarone, uh, I don't know if they call you Simpson a lot. Not really. It doesn't really flow off the tongue. Uh, but Sarone, like, that's what, I, I had teachers They usually call me. called me, like, crybaby and, <laughs> it, you know, Hey, you. Um, poo-poo head. You know, <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Whatever the case may be. So you, you see your therapist. Actually, no, they called me uh, <laughs> Giant or Sasquatch because I was always, like, the biggest kid. Like, in the class oh, wow. pictures for, long, for many years. That's in unfortunate. The, in the class pictures, it would always be, like, a bunch of... You know, normal third graders, and then like the teacher, and then the guy that kind of is the same height as the teacher in the back, and that was me. Really? Yeah, I would. Uh, I wore a lot of basketball jerseys to my for my pictures. By the way, our papa, our papa tracker, they are boxing it, which is interesting that they make that a step. <laughs> yeah, because that should be a pretty quick step. You ever see that process. commercial where they are actually? That's Domino's. Never mind. Yeah, but, whoa, whoa, whoa. We yeah. don't speak. Yeah, whoa. That's a little bit of yeah. a rivalry going. Yeah, but like, have you ever seen that commercial though with the with the the O's of the Dom? Yeah. Basically, have you seen that guy where they say like he's a moving fast, really fast? He, oh yeah. It's like okay, well, if, if, that's if, a, if Papa that's John's, a freaking talent. Dude. Yeah, I, I love it when they say like the the counter and he's at like four seventy six, yeah. and ten seconds later in the commercial he's at nine fifty. He's unbelievable. You're like, geez, Louise. If guy. only we could like harness that into something useful for the country. Yeah, like he could box. Like, like a uh, dry for go- Africa, yeah, dry goods yeah, for, instead for he's hurricane boxing victims, things that are making us fatter. <laughs> uh, but what did you do on your what did you do on your weekend? I boxed nine hundred and two yeah. 
Domino's pizzas. Well, come over here, man. Take your clothes off because that's <laughs> you deserve some <laughs> compensation beyond your five ninety nine an hour. You probably make at Domino's. <laughs> hey, he probably worked the holidays. So he got time and a half. Have you seen that commercial where Domino's will like if there's a pothole in your road, you're supposed to like call <laughs> Domino's. I don't think that's there's right. no that's not how local government works. <laughs> you can't just call Domino's and be like, hey, Domino's. You know this public road that's owned by you know the county or whatever like that. Can you fix a pothole? They're gonna be like. No, we can't. <laughs> but we saw that on the commercial. It's like, I think that's one of the commercials. If you read the fine print, it probably says like, hey, by the way, we can't actually do this. <laughs> like we put it in the commercial. Can't do it. <laughs> I think, yeah. It's, it's TV, like, you idiot. Hey, can you uh, fix Drainsville over here? It's on the way to my house and I don't want my pizza to get, to get and wrecked. And I think of it every time that I drive on a pothole. I'm like, man, I have Domino's on my phone. Quick. It's a quick dial. And I just ran over a pothole. Uh, you know, can you guys fix it? But then, so that's what it is, though. It's supposed to be like they can fix a pothole that they're supposed to be dry. By the way, it's still boxing. There's, it's two pizzas. It's two pizzas. There's the little graphic. Maybe, maybe, maybe Look at those, that graphic. Maybe there's some of those garlic knots fell on the floor. You never know. I did order some knots. <laughs> yeah, that, no. that skinny box, you know, that, that, that skinny box is going to be uh, more troublesome than the pizza. Yeah, that guy, is, you know, he's got 900 boxes to his right. His hands, he just got, you know, carpal Arth- tunnel. Arthritis. Yeah. Suddenly, you know, the guy's... <laughs> 75 years old. He's like, I can't box this up anymore. (laughs) You got to do it. You're locked in here. Hurry up there, bud. We got a camera up on you. Um, That's the thing, though, is that literally, like those commercials, they're so misleading because literally you look at it and it's like they do a crater or a a, a pothole that's the size of a crater. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, they they, they take like a little Hyundai Hyundai accent over top of it and the pizza flies up in the air like Toyota Scion. Yeah. Like you're getting, you know, Tony Hawk. It's a guy riding a bicycle, cracks his head open. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Man, thanks, Domino's. Yeah. It's like something with my coma. Yeah. I just don't, I just don't get it. You know, one thing Abby and I are doing is uh, because we watched this. Pixar documentary. We're going back and we're re- rewatching from the start, from like the first Pixar movie, and we're watching it to, to each one as they go. As far wow. as like like the time period, so like the very first one, Toy Story was the first one. Then a Toy Story two. Then it was like Wait, Toy Story was the first Pixar movie ever. Yeah, no way. Yeah, it was. Holy crap! So their full their first like full length film. Yeah. It was, it was well, so Toy good. Story 1. Great way to start things. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not, it's not like going back and looking at these, these, so these dumb ones. The order right now 70s. we've gone is Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2. And this is order of release. Okay. Um, then it was Finding Nemo. Classic. Mon- Monsters, Inc. Nice. Uh, these are, those are four just like absolute rock solid yeah. films. Um, then I believe we went into... Where was the first dud? So the first dud for me was Cars. I'm not a Cars You're guy. Not a Cars guy. I'm not a Cars guy. Well, I think which th- might have been the one cheesy. after that. It's a little cheesy. Cars wasn't that great. Um, we there might be one I'm I'm missing in there. But then we also last night we watched Ratatouille. That's a good Ratatouille's one. good. And I hadn't seen it's Ratatouille. Definitely a uh, underdog. Ratatouille's pretty solid. Um, I th- God, there there must be one that I'm missing. But I know I know next up is Wall-E. Oh, I liked Wally. Was a little robot. And yeah. That's all. That's all. That's that's was, the whole that movie. Was, I did a first date going to see Wally. Really? Yep. What, what grade were you in? <laughs> Wally came out. We were in high school. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah that's I, a good I was, date. I was a senior. Yeah. Real romantic movie. Yeah. Yeah, One well, lonely robot in an island <laughs> on, on a on a planet. A planet of trash. <laughs> then, yeah. then he finds the and hot was, robot that's like ten years newer. Yeah. And then uh, so Wally, and we've got some big ones coming up. Um, so yeah, we but got, I, got some big ones. Yeah, here. it's exciting because Pixar just put out smash hit after smash hit, 
It's pretty incredible. Uh, but yeah, Cars was my dud. I I, I played uh, games. Oh, you're going to be during... upset about the next couple cars. Those are even worse. Oh, God, there's like three of them. It's like how much, you know, yeah, this is a car. It drives fast. It's see, animated. I, see, I think Cars won because that's when like Larry the Cable Guy was, you know, very, very popular and everything like that. That's so true. People thought he was, a, I mean, uh, he's not that funny. I mean, mm-hmm. when you look at Jeff Foxworthy and, um, and Bill Ingvall and even Ron White, who I think is a loser. Um, but, I mean, he drinks on, on the stage, so that, that's sure. cool, I guess. But at the same time, like, I think Larry the Cable Guy, if you compare him to all those blue-collar comedy tour guys, he is the least funny. And it's because he goes like, oh, get her done. Like, it's the exact yeah. same thing every single time. It's like, you know, get some new content. Like, Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy is pretty funny. And Bill Ingvall, I think, is the best one out of all four of them. But at the same time, it's like that was when Larry the Cable Guy was the, 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 new, the new thing on the block and all that kind of stuff. To the point where it's like every it was huge, yeah. Everything that he did was funny, and that's yes. Tomater is a is a classic, you know, Pixar character. But at the same time, you look at it and you're like, you know what, Cars? Yeah, I, I just think it was too cheesy. I liked it, yeah. but it was too cheesy. It's like, oh, look, I mean, I what's, the, what's your be- what's your favorite? What's your favorite Pixar of the ones that I've named so far? Well, they're not, they're those obvious, are some those are some home runs. Yeah, obviously, Toy Story is 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 is, is, is solid. I mean, that was like whoever made Toy Story and said like, hey, we should make these toys talk. Toy Story is like <laughs> your your Wilt Chamberlain, your Bill Russell yeah. of the Pixar world. Many rings. Cars is like your flashy. Not a lot of substance for you. It's like a Stefan Marbury. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Had 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 a couple good years. Um, Steve Francis. Yeah, Steve Francis. Uh, that's that's a good comparison, actually. Thank you. Um, that's probably in there. I think you're, uh, and then you got like your your solid. You know your your monsters Inc. I mean that's like the Dirk Nowitzki. It's oh, yeah. solid. You know you're going to get some good yeah. stuff. You know he's going to be on the All Star team, but he's not the starter on the All Star team. Absolutely. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you though, smash hits. I tell you, Pixar. Yeah. Why aren't we working for Pixar? Coming up with kids kids movies. Well, We'd I be mean, good at it. I, I would love to do that. I mean, what would be an idea for a kids movie? The girl on the bus that can't talk. <laughs> That'll be yours. Yeah, and then there you go. the main character gets a haircut and she talks and the movie's over. There it is. There it is. You can see. It's one of those Pixar short films. Ratatouille was pretty wild, though, because then you remember that it was just a bunch of rats making the food, and rats are the most disgusting animal. Yeah. And like, but if you uh, make them animated, then they're cute. They were cute. And then, like, he's like pulling the guy's hair and controlling him. You're like, man, they, this could get awkward because if this rat is always on his head, like, well, the guy goes to take a piss. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind, rat, on my head? Yeah. Can you stay in my hat? Yeah. He's just hiding up in his hat all the time. And, and, and these are like see through hats. How do they know he's <laughs> yeah, seen yeah. that rat? And, and have you ever been in a kitchen before? I'm pretty sure it's pretty well lit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we can all see the rat. And then the only guy that saw the rat was like the sous chef, the evil sous chef, who was like two feet tall. Yeah, and he, was, he can't see. He can't see that. I mean, <laughs> He's a poor. He's a little person working in the kitchen, seeing rats. Was he a little person, or was he just a, a little person? Every other character was normal height. <laughs> the, stu- the sous chef uh, was a little person, and he was a dick. Well, I love how he's how everyone in that that restaurant spoke French, but then when they the redhead did. ginger guy comes in, they're uh, like, "We also speak English, even though we've lived here our entire lives." <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I, I I don't even know that. I just don't understand how he how he. I mean, I know it's a cool concept, but it's like, how do you control someone? The ending with his was confused with his hair because they, they told basically the <laughs> spoiler alert for those who haven't seen Ratatouille <laughs> fifteen years ago or listening to a sports podcast. <laughs> um, the, the spoiler alert at the end, they like tell that critic comes in, the big bad critic. He yeah. loves the food, and they're like, 
we'll tell you who may, we'll tell you who the chef is. You're just gonna have to wait a little while. Wait till the entire restaurant's cleared out. He's like, all right, I guess I'll do that. Yeah. Um, waits till the whole restaurant clears out. They come out. They tell him it was a rat, and the guy's fine with it. He's like, all right, cool. I'll write my review. It's like, you're not saying, yeah, cool, rat wrote my food. You're going, what the F is going it's on It's not a here? realistic movie, that's yeah. for sure. And then, like, and then the Toy Story is. They end up, the health inspector, who they had tied up <laughs> and kidnapped and put into a food locker yeah. and locked to the door. And this guy, for the entire dinner service, by the way. Not only should he have gone to the police, but he also saw all the rats everywhere, which is why he was reporting it. He was also attacked by the rats. If you recall, he, came, he showed up to the restaurant. There's rats everywhere. He's a health inspector who had said earlier in the movie that he wasn't going to show up for months. Yeah. He decides, you know what? Let me f- clear my schedule for Giuseppe's or whatever the name of the restaurant was. <laughs> he shows up to the restaurant. There's oh, rats it? everywhere. The rats tell each other, hey, go get that guy. The guy yeah. that's running away, look, we got to kill that guy. Yeah, we they gotta, jump we on to top of his car. They make him get into an accident. Nobody's seeing this. <laughs> There's rats everywhere. On, on the rats. car, they make him drive into a brick wall. Then they, <laughs> then they carry him into the restaurant. They somehow tied him up. They're rats. Some, nobody saw this. Yeah. They tie him up. They Very throw him in the food lock, and they're like... We, we handled it for you, redhead. We, <laughs> yeah. we did your dirty work there. Um, was his name D. Luigi or something like that? Uh, Fettuccine. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, Linguini. 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 <laughs> yeah. Here's Linguini, damn, this damn which is damn a, a, an Italian name. Uh, <laughs> That's true. It's Linguini. And he's the written, entire movie should have been set in Italy. <laughs> he's in France. Why was it set in France? Didn't he, didn't he, was he trying to make spaghetti or something like that in his, like, his like, Harry Potter apartment? Yeah, they like that was like his first his first try at like making something. His first try, he's he's working as a dish cook. He's living in luxury in Paris, France. Now, he's not really no. His view was luxurious, but okay. he was living in some like like broken down apartment. What money did he have at that point to be able to afford that apartment? Obviously, he didn't um, know about his inheritance. Linguini, uh, and then suddenly Linguini's given the keys to the kingdom. He's done nothing. Yeah. The rat cooked all the food. Linguini's suddenly the head chef of this restaurant. They let him walk in off the street. Hey, that rat in your hat that's controlling your body and able to make <laughs> you make this dish. <laughs> We're going to give you the keys to this empire. The ling- <laughs> the, it's just unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, just, I love the movie. I love the movie, but it was a little unbelievable. I think it's. I just don't understand how he got controlled by his hair. It's like I don't know how they hair, never explained that. I don't think his. I don't know if it's physically possible. I mean, obviously, it's Pixar, but I don't think it's physically possible to control someone. Like, if I got up behind you right now and started yeah. pulling your hair, yeah, it's you're not going to be, like, flying your, no. your hands. Yeah, I'm right. not going to suddenly be able to make spaghetti. <laughs> not gonna, oh, linguine. And then they, the big linguine. dish. And then, but the payoff was the big dish that won over the critic was ratatouille. Yeah, which was a dish that everyone forgot about. They forgot about. Yeah. Um, and they were like, they're like, yeah, this bad recipe or whatever. Ooh, perfect timing. The pizza is here. Wow. And hey, yeah, it was one minute just after you said the estimation time. And Ben is grabbing the pizza. <laughs> He's pretty excited about it. Oh, uh, <laughs> you have to, man. This is the fine establishment we're running here. Oh, that's nice. That's so nice of you. This might be the first time that I actually have uh, beer for you. Wow, man. My, Look at that. By the way, I'm not editing that out. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of paper towels. That's a lot of food. Oh, no, Petey. His name's not Petey. <laughs> Teddy? Teddy. Petey. Petey. 
Yeah, oh, you're going to have a lot of editing here. Have fun. That's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. <laughs> they're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello and welcome, Pine Ponies. It's the DC Crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. I am your host. Actually, I should say co-host, Mike Cerrone. Yeah, what are you taking all the credit I, I for? Well, because I'm used to saying it, you know, when... when sure. I, I don't know. Um, Look, you're trying to make a statement here. Well, it's... it's, it's this is your show. It's the Mike Cerrone show yeah. with Ben Simpson. Well, the problem is, is that whenever we do, um, you know, play-by-play and stuff like that, when we do our other gigs... Like I'm always the play-by-play guy, and then sure. you're the play-by-play guy. But we, ne- like you said in our live stream, that we haven't been able to do that together because we've this been, true. Uh, you know, I guess separated yeah. uh, from all the fun. We were separated. We were the unruly kids in class. Yeah. So I'm always used to saying, and I go back to that, I revert back to that, even though we're co-hosts. But sure. I always revert back to that for some reason. I because I always say like, "Hey, welcome to the blah 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 blah. I'm 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 your play-by-play. You know, whatever. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but anyways, uh, <laughs> this is the DC crossover. We cross over all four major sports teams in the DC. Market. I am Mike Cerrone. Alongside me is my partner in crime, as always, for over eight years now, Ben Simpson. And uh, too long. Yep, taking another swig of that beer for the, for uh, for that amount of time, Ben. But uh, yeah, you've is, got the Michelob Ultra in the house tonight. Yeah, I got Yingling and Michelob. Um, we got had, the pizza. We got the beer. Yeah. This is back to classic. Oh yeah, uh, classic DC crossover. No doubt about it, man. man. If only back in the radio station days, mm-hmm. we were able to bring in beer to the studio. But we had that pizza. That, remember that one episode? That guy had twenty pizzas. That was incredible. There was there was also. Uh, one of the best moments of Mike and I on the radio yeah. was when, since it was a, a radio, college radio station, this girl called in who had won tickets to something. That one, too. She had won tickets like to some concert that was happening that night. It was Logic. We didn't give her the tickets. It was for a different show. She called the main radio line. We put her on air thinking she wants to talk about, you know, RG3. Bo, Bo Ryan. Yeah, Bo Ryan. Trust me, I remember that to this day. <laughs> and <laughs> that was like three years ago. And she calls and she's just complaining about, I went to the box office, they don't have the tickets or something like that. And we're like, what, what tickets are you talking I about? I won the tickets. Yeah, where are the tickets? And we're just like, oh, we don't know where the tickets are. <laughs> we want to go to Logic. Sure, we'll go. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, the, and the girl's like, and we put her on air and she's complaining about the tickets and all this stuff. And we just kind of goof on her for a while. And then we went to break or something and I talked yeah. to her and just like figured it out. But it was hilarious well, was no, having no. this girl. You figure it out. You figured out what, what the problem was, and then yeah. you hung up on her Yeah, she kept complaining. Then yeah. all of a sudden, she I was calls like, we're back. trying to do a radio show. Yeah, she calls back twice, two mm-hmm. more times. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, my God, what is wrong with this lady? I mean, I understand you have an issue because, obviously, you have tickets that some other show that's not as good as ours sure. gave you. And, I mean, because we would live up to our promises. I mean. Oh, yeah. You, we, you, would, we would never give tickets if we couldn't. Uh, you know, fill that order. Well, do you remember that time we gave away uh, O's Angels tickets? Do you remember that? Yeah, we gave away O's Angels tickets, and uh, uh, it was a very easy selection process because only a handful of people wanted to get them. Um, but I think this, we just gave it to your buddy. Yeah, well, well obviously, you know, those are the only tickets we, we could get because obviously the O's eh, somewhat relevant, not too relevant at that time. 
but at the same time, you know, it was it was kind of funny. But at the same, it's you you look at it and it's like we've had. I mean, for WGMU, we had so many. The problem was like I want I wanted to do a best of. I did a couple best ofs, but it, it, there's so much footage because we did it for yeah. two hours yeah. and we did it for like two years. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was like I mean that was a lot of one of the there. best radio shows oh, in the man. history of radio shows WGMU. Yeah. But as Mike said, this is the DC crossover, True. the show where we. Go across the four major sports in the D.C. area. And again, we'll mention stories here and there as they arise for the different uh, sports. And we've talked some college football and a lot of Virginia Tech talk as well. George Mason Patriots, by the way, 2-0 in the A-10. Picked up a win last night. I was there, St. Bonaventure. Um, That's a good win, too, because St. Bonaventure is usually in the tournament, too. Yeah, they were kind of a team that's expected to do pretty well. So Mason, first 2-0 start since joining the A-10. So a nice little start for them. Um, When do they play VCU? uh, It's going to be... Uh, about middle of conference schedule, and then they've got them at home for the second to last game of the uh, regular I, I, season. I booked those the season tickets for you. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. You booked them for me? No, no I didn't book them for you. I, I'm, I'm booking my ticket to sit. Oh, in to, oh your yeah. season ticket. Anytime, man. <laughs> Anytime. Trust me, I, I'm down. I'll bring you and Jen to my wonderful seats in section. 202 or something like that. That's like floor level at the Patriot Center. Uh, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> I wish. I wish. But they're, they're not bad. They're good seats. Uh, sit next to this guy who's, he like keeps score during the game. Oh, geez. Not one of them. He tracks stats. He's a nice guy, though. He's quiet. Keeps to himself. It's like, dude, there's ESPN. Okay, yeah. just go on I don't ESPN. know why he does it, but sometimes I'll turn and be like, how many turnovers do we have? Because that's normally a question that's going on during the game. Yeah. And he'll be like, we got seven. I'll be like, thanks. That's thanks, a, that, that, I don't understand that, though, when people sit there and I know people enjoy it, but why do they sit there and just say like, okay, I'm going to like, especially baseball, like people yeah. are sitting there, they're doing balls and stuff. Like, I don't do that anymore. How do you enjoy I did, the game? I did it a few times and it was like, you know what? This isn't worth it. Because I can, like, this, there's just too many places I can get this information. I think sometimes people do it to stay engaged in the game. Yeah. Their mind might wander off. We'd call those people uh, dumb. Uh, and uh. you and I, we can watch a baseball game. We know everything that's going on. We can be five be- beers deep and know, you know, oh, this guy was one for three today. Yeah. Some people aren't wired the same way. Yeah, and understand what kind of hit they had or what kind of exactly. pitch was thrown. Exactly. But we're here to talk D.C. sports. Um, Actually, real quick, going sure. along, the, like, have you ever seen those guys that have like the headset in, like, because they're listening to the radio? Yeah, so they can hear, I have. Like, the, come on, now you're yeah. going a little too far. That's way too here. far. Seriously. And the radio is going to be on a delay from what you're seeing live. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like a seven second delay. So, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, I guess, so, especially with sport like baseball. Baseball, you can see everything that's happening. Sometimes basketball, it'd be nice to kind of have the radio guys maybe be like, "Oh, that wasn't a foul" yeah. or something like that, because they're watching the replays. Exactly. But with baseball, they're putting the replay on the giant TV. And usually. the sole fact that at, at, at Nats Park, they have the pitch and the miles an hour sitting yeah. right there for you. Oh, it's just, it's just nuts. But again, like you were saying, I, I keep going off the rails. But this no, it's is, fine. I mean, we have a, this is our first show in what, like ten days? In 2019, we, first first big show exactly, here. Exactly, because we had, the last one we did was a post Christmas uh, uh, live stream. We watched yeah. the Wiz and the Pistons game, and uh, you can check that on Facebook and our audio of. It's that. got like 250, 300 views right yeah. now, and, and the, only, the only people that shared it were me and you. Yeah, so <laughs> we were like, wow, we appreciate those who, who did tune into yeah. that, and <laughs> including my boss. That was fun to talk about on Monday. Oh yeah, um, but. Uh, I told her, I was like, dude, you don't need to watch our stuff, man. You're not the audience we're looking for. Um, (laughs) But uh, he was offended. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we got some great responses on the live video. And and, and like Mike said, we're going to be doing a lot of that here in 2019. We're going to, we understand, you know, our heart is in radio. 
But at the same time, video is, is kind of the thing and for you guys to access us. So keep in mind, we're also going to in- incorporate some video components to our, our weekly show, not just the specially two-hour you know, sit-on-the-couch shows, but also some of this, these shows as well that like yeah. we're doing right now. So you can see Mike and I eat pizza on camera and drink <laughs> beer and sit at this little table. Should be starting uh, next week. With a giant skull behind him. Yep, big bison. Yeah, I like, I like that, though. I like the bison well, skull. I, I'm going to get the... Makes us feel like, like we're, we're, we're settlers. We're at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we're on the Oregon uh, Trail. On the Oregon Trail, and uh, my <laughs> cousin died, died again died of the in plague. the freaking river. And I'm like, we didn't even go over a river. How'd she <laughs> die of the plague? Yeah. Uh, Went fishing. Yeah, I never. Did fish. you ever make it all the way through that game? I don't think anyone ever has. And then you like, I'll, I'll bet you twenty bucks. You can go on Google right now, yeah. and, and, and Google has anyone ever made it to the end of Oregon Trail? And then you're gonna have these like, losers survive. that say like, "Oh, I did, I did." I, well, yeah, you played it for forty hours in yeah, two days. There's no way. I mean, because like, man, I've been so I got the Nintendo Switch right, and I know we will talk about sports in a second. <laughs> but I got the Switch, and I've been going through like the Nintendo shop, just seeing what games are available, and I'll oh, like yeah. download a game, play it for a little bit. There's some bad games out there. Mm-hmm. I, I down like I, I've downloaded a lot of games, played it for like ten seconds, and been like. F this and yeah, like deleted it is, immediately. Is it's not going to work. Definitely for our two point conversion later at yeah. the end of the show. Which again, uh, me and Ben for the for this whole entire new um, uh, new year, I guess you could say, uh, we got a lot of different things planned. Like he said, that we're going to do a lot of video elements. We're going to do a lot of stuff on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook, DC Crossover Podcast, and uh, definitely also what we're going to do is uh, reinvigorate the format where. We're not going to have a lot of breaks. Uh, we're going to more so just do it all straight up, have the timestamps below in the podcasting uh, uh, descriptions and everything like that nature as Ben chooses the mic. And uh, that's a really crunchy piece. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, it was a pretty good piece, huh? Yeah, sounded, yeah. Yeah, he's giving me the big thumbs up. But literally, we're also going to have and move the two-point conversion in the Pine Pony Express until the very end of the show. Uh, so we end the show, our sports show, with non-sports topics. So you guys, uh, if you want to fast-forward to that, uh, look at the timestamps below. And so you'll hear the out. non-sports at the beginning and the non-sports at the end. Yep. And then wherever Get we Get a little mix going. in there. Exactly. But let's move into our first segment and our fancy new segment intros. Mm-hmm. We're talking some Washington Redskins. Adrian Peterson is going to help us. That's our sweet intro that Ben has created, and we're going to have a lot more of that as well to uh, to add to the show. Uh, again, uh, our underlying music is made by Kenneth Thomas, DJKennethThomas.com. Go check out all of that as well on iTunes. And uh, definitely, we're going to have a lot more sound bits and everything of that nature, just like that one you just heard. Um, but let's talk about the Redskins here, Ben. You know what's real funny, Mike, before we move to it. them? Making... These segment intros, we're looking for like highlight radio calls yeah. for the team <laughs> Redskins. That's all we got. We, we texted each other and we were like, "So which one do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, the first one I can think of is uh, Robert Griffin in 2012." Yeah. <laughs> so I found the AP. I'm um, good call. Good good call. Yeah, it was a t- on the, the TV call there, but um, but yeah. I'll, I'll, so we're talking Washington Redskins here for segment number one. Yeah, no doubt about it. And the Redskins finishing at seven and nine this season. Uh, I I told Ben this basically was the season that never was because. Six and three, and you finish at seven and nine, one and six to end the season. Uh, we're going to give most of our postseason um, 
I guess you could say uh, critiques and different stuff of that nature right now. Next week, we're going to finish finish it up as well, uh, where we are going to possibly have uh, on Sunday uh, the guys from Let's Talk Redskins. We'll, we'll introduce them uh, later on, and you can de- definitely check out our Twitters and everything like that at the DC Crossover and at Surround 16 as well, where we're going to be promoting that. But let's get right into our postseason reactions here, Ben, sure. where the Redskins, of course, uh, obviously, they didn't have the season they wanted to with broken legs, left and right. Then, uh, you know, a million. I think they had 19 or 18 injuries uh, on people on IR. Now, obviously, all those were not starters, uh, but some of them were pretty significant. Like, I thought Cam Sims in the preseason, yep. uh, the guy out of Alabama, uh, was going to be a good uh, piece in the red zone. He got hurt. Don't forget about Geis. Exactly. Geis was I mean, the, that's big, a, that's this, the biggest one. This was That was the huge thing. I mean, coming into this season, it was – you know, Geis is the guy. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be the future of, run, of running back for the Washington Redskins. This is going to be the promising guy. He got hurt, what, the first preseason game? Yep. Is that correct? Yeah, against the Pats. And that was the biggest thing right there is that you looked at it and you were like, man, his first few runs, obviously, I think he had about uh, 18 yards and six carries. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. But he had one run that was a big run that got brought back because of a holding penalty. Yeah. And then the big run of like 15, 20 yards that he broke two tackles and did a little, I think it was a little spin move or a juke. I forgot yeah, exactly what it was. you see the explosion. Yeah. yeah. You saw the difference between him and Rob Kelly or Chris Thompson exactly. or whoever it is because he had the power and he had the speed. And that's the thing that they got him for uh, was that ability to break tackles and to make people miss in the open field. And that was the biggest issue is was when he went down, the biggest thing was, what are we going to do now? And yeah. that's the problem is that our, our 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 offensive line was poised to have a big year because uh, you know they had Trent Williams on the left side, Morgan Moses on the right side. Uh, you know Brandon Sheriff was nice and healthy. Sean Laval was the biggest question, but they had Chase Ruye his second year uh, under the helmet center, and they were hoping Darius Geis could make this team a running offense while Alex Smith got acclimated uh, and also with Paul Richardson uh, going deep and, and trying to have him be that next deep threat in the league um, but he also went out in IR Alex Smith went out in IR Sean Laval and Brandon Sheriff those are four starters right there Darius yeah. Geis that's a fifth starter I mean it, it was it was unbelievable how many injuries they had almost within the first eight weeks the first half of the season all those injuries on offense and, I mean, I'm not making that a huge excuse, but it's still something you have to look at. Well, then you then it goes down to the problem that this team really had is depth. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, quarterback position, you don't, you don't game plan to use your fourth quarterback in a season. I'm not yeah. talking about that. But, you know, running back position is, is one big thing is if all your hopes are going to be in this kid, this rookie, this guys, um, and expect, you know, this is going to be our guy, uh, you've got to have better plan than that. I mean, look at what Seattle was able to do this year with the running yep. game. They had what, two or three running backs that were able to get it done. Now, of course, they lose to Dallas in the first round. Yeah. But, you know, still, this was a playoff team that not a lot was expected of them. A lot of the better teams in the NFL have more depth than what the Washington Redskins had this season. Um, and like you said, you know, you go back to the beginning of the season, Geist goes down, Adrian Peterson comes to town. And this was a... AP. This was, I'd say, one of the bright spots of this season by far. Um, one of the only interesting, really, storylines beyond the negative was Adrian Peterson, who comes to the team and in week one against Arizona puts up 96 yards, and you go, okay, this guy can still play. Um, this might still this might work out. Alex Smith might be able to throw 200 yards a game. Adrian Peterson can rush 100 yards a game, and our defense is going to hold teams to six points, and we're going to be able to win football games. And that's really what happened early on in the season. We had you know, the, uh, the, the week one win over Arizona, the loss to Indianapolis where you kind of go, this should have been a win. 
I believe Adrian Peterson didn't play that much in that game. I think at times he didn't. He wasn't a top rusher. Um, that might have been the time where he, he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe he hurt his shoulder early in the game. You have a, a big win over Green Bay in Week Three yep. uh, in in DC. The Wizard, uh, not the Wizards, the Redskins win that game. They ain't winning a lot. Of two and <laughs> one. You get the blowout loss on Monday Night Football, which you and I stayed up to watch. That garbage, yep. uh, New Orleans. But then again, you know, you look at New Orleans, you go, man, okay, playoff team. They know what they're doing. Uh, win against Carolina. They win against Dallas. They w- beat the Giants. Suddenly you go, we have some momentum. This yep. team, this this team might be a playoff worthy team. And then, Mike, you know, you lose to Atlanta, you beat Tampa Bay, you lose to Houston, and then we're starting to get closer and closer to this danger zone when the Alex Smith situation happened as they uh, lose to Dallas. And and next thing you know, um, you know, Alex Smith breaks his leg and the season just goes in the toilet at that point. And and that's the thing is when I'm looking at the injury reserve right now, I saw a tweet uh, from Redskins Nation uh, this is back in December 7th, and it's four weeks ago. At that time, I believe there was maybe two weeks left in the season, and they had 17 people on injured reserve at that point. Darius Geis, who was a draft pick, Troy Apke, draft pick, Alex Smith, big trade asset that they got, they got in, Cam Sims, who they got late. Uh, I think that was – it might have been the supplemental draft or a free agency. I forgot exactly what it was. Uh, Brandon Sheriff. Jonathan Cooper, who came in uh, to replace Sheriff, and he actually played pretty pretty darn well coming off the street. Uh, he tore his biceps. Jerron Christian, terrible draft pick. Doesn't look like he can play whatsoever. He's from Louisville, the tackle. He looked terrible. Uh, but he went on IR with a torn MCL. Sean Laval, Ari Quanjo. I have no idea how Ari Quanjo still has a job. That guy's been on the team for, what, three, four years now, and he still can't be a starter. That's embarrassing. Uh, Trey Quinn, who I still think is going to be a huge uh, asset, um, he actually went out with an ankle injury, but that was late in the season. He was already injured twice to the season, so that's a little bit of, a, of an issue. But uh, at the same time, uh, he could have rushed back. You never know. Uh, we'll have to see when he gets a full season under his belt and a full offseason. Paul Richardson, AC joint, uh, Casanova McKenzie, no one really cares about him. Uh, Quentin Dunbar, that was a big deal throughout the season. Robert Davis, who everyone forgets about, yeah. in the preseason, he was actually the last couple of seasons, I should say. In the he looked good. Yeah, he I looked remember. Very good. Yeah, yep. I remember watching him being he like, would, yeah. maybe this guy can play. Yeah, they said that he was very, very quick, very fast, and uh, and he wasn't like one of these world beaters, but he was going to be like I said, like a Cam Sims type guy that comes in there and may give you. Uh, not not really the size of Cam Sims, obviously, uh, but he was going to come in there, possibly give you like Trey Quinn numbers, you know, give you three for fifty or or some type of uh, of, of of big production like that, and uh, not do it every single week, but he's going to definitely make a make an impact. Rob Kelly, that didn't really matter because we had AP, um, but then other injuries that weren't on injury reserve. Colt McCoy, he had his fractured fibula thing. Yep. Jameson Crowder was out for seven games. Chris Thompson out for multiple uh, over six games. Jordan Reed at the end of the season. Exactly. So it's like you look at all these injuries. And people always say like, I, I now I don't under, I don't understand. Like they always say like, oh well, something's got to be wrong with the training staff. Well, is it something to be wrong with the training staff? Because I, I think it's more so kind of what DJ Swearinger said. Because we didn't really get to talk about DJ Swearinger yeah, released true. yet. You're right, you're right. And when he said that he came in, he was on Grant and Danny. He actually broke the news on Grant and Danny. Yeah, that uh, he was, on I that think he it was was, like, oh, was it New Year's Eve? I think it was New Year's it Eve. It was very at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was New Year's Eve, and, and uh, it was either Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve. But I think it was New Year's Eve. And he came in, he said basically uh, that, um, what, did, what did he say? He basically said that uh, when he was talking about practices, that the Redskins practice too light. 
they go out there and everything is like they basically said that he likes Jay Gruden, but he says Jay Gruden's a player coach, which that can go one of two ways. Yep. That can either go uh, poorly, where everyone does not you know like the way you do things or whatever, or they can go you know really well, like a Sean McVay. You know, yep. who's a player coach, younger guy, stuff like that, relates to everybody, and and he he, he prepares the right it's way. It's a balance. It's a balance because either you're working the guys too hard, yeah. they're getting burned out, and like in the NBA, Tom Thibodeau is a prime example of that. He wore out those Chicago Bulls, or yeah. they're too light. And Jay Gruden seems to fall in the category, Mike, like you said, where he was too light on these guys. Yeah. And and that might be. I mean, obviously we can't diagnose injury prevention and things like that. We're not pers- we're not trainers. Clearly, yeah. uh, we, we could barely train ourselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be honest here. But there's got to be some sort of correlation. We're maybe not know causation, yeah. but we might know the correlation and the fact that the Redskins are known for having and and Jay Gruden is known for having really light practices. He doesn't push the guys real hard. He's a player's coach, so they're not really going to be you know working really really hard in practice. And we've got a list. An IRR list of guys that are, you know, that's 20 pages long. Exactly. I mean, there's got to be some sort of uh, correlation there. I mean, that's obviously something that it's going to be very hard to depict no matter what. Sure. But at the same time, you look at it and say, you know, the injuries are one thing. But like you mentioned, I I understand that people would say like, oh, well, we lost six guards, you know, so it's not the depth problem. But you mentioned the depth. The depth is a big deal. I mean, Ty Inseki is our best, probably our best depth guy uh, at, at tackle. And he can play, he, he'll play guard sometimes, but the, you have to put it this way. Ty Inseki, he, he's, he's good, don't get me wrong, but there's a reason that he's a backup. There's a reason he, he played for the LA Kiss, you know, in the AFL before he came to the Redskins. You know, he, people, obviously, there's so many scouts out there for all these 32 NFL teams that they can find a guy like that, uh, especially playing on a stage of that nature. And to me, it, it, it's something that you have to look at and say, what are they doing in the offseason? Because this offseason, yep. they didn't do crap. I mean, they, they had a whole they, – they, they basically said, hey, Sean LaValle, screw off. And what they say, <laughs> oh, oh, Sean LaValle, oh, we, we, didn't, we didn't pick anybody up. We need you back. Like, what, what's the point of that? Like, you have to go out there and get depth, guys. Like, I mean, the biggest thing, and I don't think they're going to do it, is obviously that you, everyone wants to fire Bruce Allen, all that kind of stuff. That's 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 a story for another day. But yeah. the biggest thing is they need to get somebody that's personnel based. They have a lot of guys that are really good with contracts and and, and salary cap and this and that. But they need to go out there and find that one guy that can go out there like a Scott McLuhan. Scott sure. McLuhan, okay, he was you know eh, like you know six probably forty sixty on his drafts stuff like that. But every, not, not everyone's going to hit at once. No. But at the same time, you look at it and say you got to get somebody of that nature of the personnel department that can go out there and be a talent evaluator and have his team his own team or whatever it may be because there's guys out there that can do that you just have to find them and i always say go to the college ranks because the college ranks i mean if you have one of these top programs like alabama like a clemson don't go try to get one of those guys because those guys are now just feeding off prestige because they've been you know a million national titles in the last five ten years yeah they're not they're not as hungry exactly go out go out and get like one of these guys from washington or go out uh from one of these guys from I don't know, Michigan or something. Yeah, Michigan, like that. Ohio State, you know, we're, Wisconsin. The guys that aren't in the yeah. national championship every year, yeah. where kids just go there because they want to win a title. Like go, you go to one of these schools that 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 have like, like I said, like a Washington. No one looks at the Washington Huskies uh, out, out there in Washington State as being one of the best. Teams. They get overlooked a lot, and they're yeah. a damn good program. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they got they got pretty much waxed uh, in in their bowl game, but they were what number seven in the nation. It's like go get one of those guys that, that goes out there, and I mean, because where are they getting their their kids from? Because 
everywhere around at Washington State with Mike Leach, they're probably taking a lot of the Husky uh, players away because they score a million points a game. And it's just like, you look at some of these guys. Go Oregon. Get, yeah, exactly. Some, yeah, go yeah, get yeah, some yeah. of these guys yeah. that can bring in these talent, uh, these, these talented backups like a Cam Sims, like a Robert Davis. Some of these guys that can be some depth guys. My boy, Simi Cobbs. Yeah, <laughs> Simi. Hey, where's he now? I think he go to Pittsburgh, I think. Yeah, something I like know, that. I don't know. But, but Mike, so is that, <laughs> is that the me. downfall? Is that... Is the depth, because I brought it up earlier, you're bringing it up now, yeah. is the downfall beyond, again, we're not going to say, we're not going to blame this on the quarterback position at this point, but could you? I mean, is it the yeah. depth? Is it the depth and personnel that was the downfall for this season? Because this was a team that was destined for the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Destined. Six and three. And they went, Six and I mean, three. They, they had to go they three and four. Seven and nine. They had to go three and four the rest of the way to make the playoffs. Keep in mind this, too, Mike. 29th in the league in points per game at 17.6 points oh, per yeah. game league-wide. 28th in the league at yards, 299.7. 28th in passing yards. This offense was anemic. Uh, rush yards, 17th. That's pretty much because of Adrian Peterson. Yeah. This was... And that includes like three or four games where he had like less than 30 yards. And keep in mind, a lot of their wins, they only got because the defense was there to hold the other team down. I think this falls on the offense. I think oh, yeah. this has got this this season. The destruction of this season, I think, falls on the offense. The only good move I'd say the Washington Redskins made was signing Adrian Peterson. Oh, yeah. That's it. Everything else on the offensive side of the football was absolute garbage. We know that the offensive schemes were troubled. You and I probably sat here at least 10 times throughout the season saying, man, what are they doing offensively on these play calls? Yeah. They are not making the right calls. Uh, offense... I just don't know how some of these guys still have a job here. And yeah. we know Jay Gruden expected to be back as a head coach of Washington Redskins. That's probably going to stay the same because I think his fallback is my my guy, Alex Smith, broke his leg. Yeah. What do you want me to do? Um, but for the most part, now we go into 2019 wondering, okay, Adrian Peterson, he'd love to come back to the Washington Redskins. Is he going to come back? We don't know if the Redskins are going to be able to afford him because uh, you know his price tag's gone up. Yeah. Uh, you'd think they'd be able to. It would be nice to have him mentor Geis coming back. But now you've got a rookie running back. You've got a quarterback position where you really don't know what you're going to work with. Um, oh, yeah. And then you're not entirely sure about some of the wideouts and things like that. There's a lot of question marks about this team. But what do you think? Uh, what was the downfall? Is it, it, is it the depth? Well, and that's the thing that you talked about as well. I think the depth plays a big portion. But it, it, what you're saying as in the offense, that's basically – uh, I, I guess you could say that that's a. I would say that's about at least eighty percent of the blame. Now the depth obviously works into that, but it's more of a subcategory. Um, but the biggest thing to, uh, to me uh, with that offense is, like you said, Jay Gruden just got you know notified. I think it was last Friday, um, you know, three or four days ago that he will be returning, uh, and I think it's a good move because. I said it a few a few weeks ago that I was done and I wish they fired him. But at this point in time, obviously my opinion has changed mainly because of something that Grant Paulson said on 106.7 The Fan, our local uh, DC radio station, that why would anybody want to come here? Because there's eight yeah. eight jobs right now. Okay, would you want to go here instead of the Cardinals, who have the number one pick overall? No, Absolutely no, not. No. Would you rather go uh, here than the Browns? No, you got no. Baker Mayfield, Denzel Ward. Uh, well, there's, uh, there's something to work with. Yeah, Nick there. Chubb. You got all these. Different You're not guys. working with a, a fourth string quarterback and a yeah. you know 40 year old running back. Exactly. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you're not working with a retirement homie. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, would you rather? I just named two teams. There's six other teams that are out there that that are probably better options than than to come here. And that's the thing is you look at it and say, hey, if we keep them for one more year, that's less money they have to eat, which I don't really care about that. Yeah. 
But he has two more years left on his contract. Let him play one more year out. If you fire him before his last year because he, he's terrible next year and he finishes, you know, you know, four and twelve, then so be it. But my opinion has changed just because of the sole fact that why would you rather go out and get, you know, the uh, the, the slim pickings of the teams because someone wants to just randomly be a head coach, you know, sure. it's like it's just some like some random like Jim Zorn type guy <laughs> that has no idea what the hell he's doing. Or, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love uh, Jim Tomasula uh, for us now because he's, he's doing really good work for the D-line. But when he was the coach for the Niners and he was mumbling and stumbling on yeah, the mic every day because no. he's, he's a moron uh, no. with the mic in front of his face, that's a little bit different. So. I'll keep Jay Gruden, you know, but that's the thing is people keep saying Jay Gruden's fine. He's not. He's not good. He's not bad. He's fine. Well, you need to strive for better than fine because fine has gotten us, you know, just like the Cowboys. Jason Garrett, they're all. They're, he's fine, coach. I guess you could say too, because they're always eight and eight and seven and nine and nine and seven. They make the playoffs. It's like they've won three playoff games in twenty five years or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like it's like seriously, it's like, and we've obviously done the same, you know, ever since the, you know the nineties and everything like that. But it's just you look at it and it's just like. The offense is a big deal, and yes, there are injuries, and yes, there are problems when it comes uh, with the injuries. It comes everything that comes along with the injuries. But to me, you have to go out there and you know figure out something else. And I think the offense obviously was the biggest problem. Uh, but we saw in the 2012 season with RG3, RG3 was running for over 800 yards as a quarterback, and he had Alfred Morris running for over a thousand. Yeah. The more running yards you have, the more first downs you get. The longevity drives that come out there, or the, the I guess that's the way you say it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, the, the basically the, the the I don't know the longevity drive is the right thing. Um, that, that's not that's not the right thing because that's actually what Awad said on the junkies that they made fun of him for. That's why it was in my head. But anyways, don't worry, I won't make fun of you. Thank you. So uh, I mean, the junkies aren't listening. So basically, I think that the the, the more the, the longer drive you have with the running game is a big deal because that keeps your defense off the field, keeps them rested, lets you, like we said a couple weeks ago, lets you have that idea of hey, I need to look at this tablet and find out one more thing. Let me get let me have that extra two minutes on on the sidelines. So. I just think the offense needs to improve tremendously because I'm hoping that Jamison Crowder, depending on if they if they sign him or not, I would love it for them to sign him for a decent deal, a team friendly deal, and then have him and Trey Quinn in the slot, Josh Doxson as number two receiver, Paul Richardson coming in there as well. But I'd like to have a big splash name and see if they can get somebody in the draft or get somebody, uh, some veteran, uh, you know, off free agency because they need to help with the receiver core. Yeah, they there's do. Too many injuries right there. See if Cam Sims and Robert Davis want to come back, and see if they want they want to possibly you know uh, bolster that that wide receiver core even deeper. We'll see about that, obviously. But literally in the draft, which we will get to uh, a little bit t- t- today, but more so next week as well. Yeah, when we talk to the Redskins guys, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that. <laughs> I, I, I think that you know, like you said, the, the the offense is just anemic to the point where the yeah. defense has a lot more star power. To Ron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, John Allen, they got. Um, What's his face? Quentin Dunbar, who's gonna be who's gonna be dirty. DJ Swearinger obviously is gone now. Yeah. Josh Norman, he might be gone. Mason Foster and Zach Brown might be gone too. I'm hearing, <laughs> and they say, they're saying that Sean Dion Hamilton, uh, now that he's 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 100 healthy, he might be starting next year as well. Ruben Foster, the charges were dropped on him, but he might get a suspension, just kind of like what Zeke Elliott did. But still, if he has, I mean, besides besides the point of of, of domestic violence and all that stuff, we're talking about football here. If he comes back. And after maybe say six game suspension, we'll we'll throw six games. That's what sure. Zeke got. You get you got him for ten games, and he's a Pro Bowl, you know, All Pro type guy. So you have two Alabama guys as as, as two year starting uh, uh, basically linebackers. If they, I would pray they go back to a four three instead of a three four. Because I've heard rumors of that as well. 
You have two guys in your defensive line, Alabama guys. All these guys have been playing for Alabama within the last two, three years, which is amazing. That would be ridiculous to have two Alabama linebackers who play together, yeah. two Alabama defensive linemen to play together. I mean, that would be amazing. But in my opinion, they need secondary help. But the offense, like you said, anemic. It didn't help us whatsoever. Scoring 17 points a game. It was around, what, 2021 when Alex Smith was playing? So yeah. it went down a, down a little bit. But, I mean, it's pretty hard to say it went down a little bit when Alex Smith wasn't scoring any points anyways. But uh, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's The downfall was the offense, in my opinion, just like you said. Um, but there's just so many other problems. that That's why I keep there's mentioning a lot. all these other different things. There's a know? lot. There's a lot that went wrong. And, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll kind of go into a little bit more about next week about kind of individual pieces and kind of what, what we should look forward to for next season. Uh, again, we'll, we'll just kind of finalizing the, the topic here is just about <clears throat> bright spots from the season. So one of the ones I mentioned was Adrian Peterson. Um, I think sure. one, one that you just brought up right now is the defense. I mean, yeah. at, at this, this was a fun defensive bunch especially that d-line to watch and seeing those guys i mean just imagine guys like john allen deron Payne with more more and more years under their belt you got to think that's going to be fun any any other highlights from the year that you you know that you recall that you you know want to mention well i think the biggest thing is like just like what you said basically you have to look at the defense and look at the pieces there because yes the offense has a few young pieces like we said trey quinn jameson crowder still young buck Josh Doxon, he can contribute at some type of level. Um, and then, obviously, uh, uh, Darius Geis, when he comes back, hopefully they don't rush him back. Hopefully uh, you know, he gets as many months as possible. I, I, I would even say you know, limit his carries in the first few weeks. But sure. at the same time, I look at the, 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 the youth on this team as being the bright spots because – I mean, look at uh, Deron Payne. He came out there. I think he had over five sacks this year as a rookie. Um, and, and, and also Jonathan Allen, both guys uh, supposedly interior linemen. Jonathan Allen, as we know, back in high school and in, in college, uh, when he transitioned into an interior lineman in high school, he was a DN. So really, when you're looking at it, I think that if you look at John Allen, Deron Payne, Matt Ioannidis, uh, who was in a part of the McLuhan drafts, so a late draft out of Temple, Sean Dan Hamilton, possibly Reuben Foster, you never know, uh, and also Quentin Dunbar. The youth on this team is very – I mean, I have loved to see the average age for this team because sure. overall I would think that this team is, is going to be one of the one of the young bucks. I think I know Dallas, I think, is leading the league because they're like, like 26 and a half is like their average age on their team, which is crazy to see. Um, but overall I think that uh, if you look forward into the next season – the, the brightest spots, I think, that you have to look at are the young guys and how they develop this year. One full offseason, you know, after not getting – I mean, when you get drafted, it's not really a full offseason because you're still getting acclimated to the area and all that sure. kind of crap. But really, when you're looking at it, I think that if they can get some pieces in this draft, uh, maybe do some some magic they did last year, surprising magic. I don't even know how the hell they did it with Darius guys. So they traded back like 10 spots, and they still got the same guy they wanted. Uh, I think it would be a big deal. But um, that's – it's just got a lot, a lot of holes to fill now. Once you got absolutely, rid, when you got rid of DJ Swearinger, and now you're probably going to get rid of Mason Foster and Zach Brown, from what I'm hearing, maybe Josh Poss- Norman, possibly yeah. Josh Norman. I mean, it's, it, you're you're basically rebuilding, and I hope they can rebuild uh, to the fullest. But I mean, next next week we talk to the Redskins guys, or let's talk Redskins. Let's definitely talk about uh, the whole entire firing the business execs guys. Because yeah. Brian LaFamina, who, who was in the league office, they brought him in. They fired him after eight months. And they were they were the guys that actually, I don't, I don't know if you recall, because you know how the uh, the Redskins have their own radio station on AM, 988 AM. And uh, then the, obviously you got uh, DC Sports Talk at 106.7. 
Brian Lafamina was the guy who actually let and, and, and converged 106.7 to come broadcast at Redskins Park, which Dan Snyder and all of them did not want to do. No. But he, kept, he said, hey, this is the, they're the most popular business in town. Yeah, um, oh, they, they, they crush. Yeah, uh, they, in the ratings. They yeah, crush, they crush in the ratings. And that's the thing. Is that that's why they brought him in, and they, they, they fired him after after you know eight. It's just, I mean, eight, eight months. It's just like, I, they, we'll talk about that next week, but it's like, that's the one positive that I'm going to go with is sure. what you mentioned, the youth on this team and the bright spots for for the future because you got some guys that you can build off of uh, and, and, and some key pieces too. Brandon Sheriff, interior lineman, obviously with the, the, the two guys on the defensive line, uh, or the three guys, just to say, those guys are big. The game is won on the trenches. And if you, if you got some key pieces for that for the future, that's a big deal. And then just uh, to go beyond the Redskins real quick here, since it is playoff season, and you know we're, we are going to touch on the playoffs here and there, in the wild card round, you had the Colts hang on to beat the Texans 21-7. Uh, you had the Chargers, uh, another team hanging on uh, to beat the Ravens 23-17. So locally, the Ravens go down. Yep. Uh, Lamar Jackson unable to uh, carry this team to, to a playoff win. You have the Cowboys uh, barely get a, a win against the Seahawks. That one went down to the wire 24-22. And then, then, of course, you have the exciting game uh, with the Eagles and Bears last night. And just a, a, it's always one of those crazy things when a game comes down to a field goal yeah. and a missed field goal. It's, uh, you know, yeah, it happens in one moment. And then you recall, like, <laughs> man, we shouldn't have let this happen and get this close. But at the same time, <sighs> kicking. Kicking is big, dude. <laughs> Cody, Cody Parker. Don't, don't call me. Uh, don't call me to kick that field goal because I'm not going to be able to get it done. Man, he 16-15 uh, Eagles take that win there. So, you know, Cowboys win, which we're obviously not going to be happy about. Yeah. Uh, you know, Eagles, another team that we're not going to be happy about winning. So two NFC, uh, you know, East teams get the, get their wins there. Um, and then, you you know, Colts, Colts. and, and How Chargers about that Seahawks-Cowboys game where the spread was two and a half at yeah. game time? And I saw so many videos online where the Seahawks, because Sebastian Janikowski got hurt, yeah. they would have kicked the field goal there. They ended up having to go for it, and people were pissed. Oh, yeah. They, that, that ended up covering the spread. The gamblers. Which was crazy. But uh, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, the, the Colts looked the most impressive to me. Um, you know, now because – I mean, they, they just have some real good pieces, man. Darius sure. Leonard on the on the defensive uh, seven. He, he led the NFL in tackles this year. I think he was either 145 or like 160. Like, it's like, um, I mean, that guy's a monster. And then you look at, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, Quentin Nelson from Notre Dame, the the, the, the top uh, lineman that came out from last year's draft, he's mauling Jadavian Clowney. Remember Jadavian Clowney and that whole entire sh- sh- spiel? Hit, yeah, when, yeah when, when he was with South Carolina, and, like, they're like, oh, we're going to rest him, or we're, he's not going to play this season. I mean, he was manhandling that that guy. It was it was impressive. But um, overall, the Eagles-Bears game, it was ugly until the fourth quarter. Uh, but I yeah, tell you right now, low scoring the, the, the end, one yeah. thing about that Cody Parkey kick uh, if, if you follow me at Cerrone16 on my own personal Twitter, I tweeted out that he tried to finesse that ball. That's what I, and I'm a soccer guy too. I like watching soccer as well. Uh, and I, my favorite team is Real Madrid and everything like that. And seeing these big games in, for instance, like the Champions League and all these different sports or these different tournaments, I should say, you know, the World Cup, when you see people go out there for penalties or you see them go out there for, for uh, uh, PKs or whatever it may be, when the guys that try to finesse it are the guys that miss. And that's the problem. You saw for DC United, the, I forgot who it was that skied the kick in their playoff game against Atlanta FC uh, this past this past year. Wayne Rooney and everybody. He, the guys, when they, when you try to finesse it, you think too much. When you go sure. out there and just power the hell out of that ball, yeah, just like, do what you normally do. Like, seriously, you just, you saw Parky just just push it with his yep. leg. That's why that's why the ball was like taking forever to get there. If he powered that thing, they said it was no wind. He said he always playing the wind. There was no wind. 
That's the, that's the problem. You try to finesse it through the uprights. If you just power the hell out of the ball, you've kicked a million kicks. Kick it through the damn uprights. So the eight teams that are left, it's going to be Indy at Kansas City on Saturday. Great and then game. you're going to have Dallas at the Rams, uh, the Saturday night game, the 8-15 game. And then on Sunday, you got Chargers at New England at 105, and then Eagles at Saints Pretty at 440. So far. There's going to be some interesting games to go. It's funny, you look at the ticket prices for a – Indy Kansas City game, you can get in for about a hundred bucks. At Dallas at Rams game, you can't get in for lower than three hundred dollars right now. So well, two hundred dollars too. So. Well, exactly. So there's still plenty of, of, of big football Cowboys, games so, yeah. left. Um, so we'll definitely kind of talk about that a little bit next week as well. Which game are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I mean, I, I'm interested to see. You know, if Philly is just going to get absolutely blown out in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, and then, I, you know, I don't really trust the Chargers to be able to win in Foxborough. But well, right now, you oh, never Phillip, know. Philip Rivers is 0-7 against Tom Brady in yeah. the playoffs and the regular season. Things are not looking good for him. <laughs> um, I, I got to think that the Rams are going to be able to beat Dallas. Um, I believe we watched them play during the – did they play during the regular season? I think uh, – no, I don't think they did. Okay. So, I, no, it was – Yeah, the, I was the, thinking the, of the, Dallas the, the Cowboys Seattle, played, yeah, they, yeah. yeah, the Cowboys played the Saints, and they, they actually beat the Saints for one of the Saints' three losses. Yeah, so, you know, there's, there's definitely some good matchups there. I, I'd say – I think you're right in that I think Indianapolis could surprise some people, and they might yeah. be able to pull off an upset in Kansas City. We'll see about it. Hey, Patrick Mahomes, you know, I, I knew he was lighting the world on fire. I didn't know he was lighting up with those stats. He, He's I think, damn and, and, good. I think Andrew Luck had uh, 39 touchdowns. He, I think, was second in the league with touchdown passes this season. And uh, Patrick Mahomes was leading the league. He had 50, 11 it's more. Crazy, than I'm like, holy jeez, Louise. It's, I mean, that's going to be a great game because, like I said, the Colts, their defense has improved tremendously, which whenever – when is the last time ever since Peyton Manning played, have you ever said the Colts' defense is, is pretty decent? <laughs> like, the, the Colts' defense used to suck with Peyton Manning. He's the one who made that team what it was. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is you look at the, the, these two games, I think the, the Saturday games are going to be a lot better. Uh, I'm not really interested in Chargers-Patriots. I don't really care. I'm sure the Patriots are probably going to win in Foxborough. Um, and I think the Saints are probably going to win against the Eagles, I think maybe by 10 or so. But we're going to be doing our other show, or not our other show, our next show on that Sunday, January 13th, probably during these games. So we'll probably have the games on in the background and uh, yeah. and, and, and check that out as well. But definitely stay tuned for that. So I, I'm going to go with this, Ben. My picks, I'm sure. going to go Chiefs, Rams, Patriots, Saints. That's not that not that hard to say. Yeah, but I'm probably I'm I'm probably going about the same. Except for I'll take Colts over Chiefs. I'll okay. I'll, I'll differ yeah. you on that one. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I mean, hey, if the Colts win, I'm I'm happy because sure. my, 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 you know Jen's you know family is lives in Indianapolis and and her her brother's a really big Colts fan. So I was rooting for the Colts definitely this past weekend. And they, they 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 kick some damn ass. Like Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So as we said, uh, you know, with the show uh, this starting this year, we're going to change up the format. We'll be moving right into the Nationals talk. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing it a long drive. Deep left field. Going, going. All right, time to move on to some Washington Nationals talk. So from the Redskins to the Nationals as we... Here we go. We're uh, about a month and a half away from the start of preseason, or uh, of spring training, uh, preseason, spring Same training, thing. whatever. Um, <laughs> here for the Nats, uh, they started in the end of February. And again, the Bryce Harper saga has continued on. Um, and we've you know, talked about it here and there on the show. And 
you know, what's going to be happening. And we're definitely going to touch on some of the latest uh, updates on the Harper pursuit. Uh, but we'll also uh, talk a little bit before we get to them, Mike, I want to cover some topics that are some questions. Uh, these are from MLB.com uh, as a reporter there, Jamal Collier, who's uh, a well-known beat reporter, beat reporter for MLB that talks about the nationals. He's got some questions here for the off season. So I want us to kind of go through those a little Let's bit and talk about them. Um, so first one is what does Juan Soto have in store for an encore? So again, this was Juan Soto finished second place uh, for rookie of the year voting. Um, you know, he had uh, obviously just an incredible season. This was the guy that we, were kind of his name wasn't really out there as much as Victor Robles was. We all kind of knew about Robles coming in. We didn't. I, I know I personally didn't really know of Juan Soto, and he comes in and has just a giant year. So, are we kind of expecting him to have a similar season last year? Do you think he takes a step back? Does he take a step forward? Does he stay around the same numbers? What's your expectation? Well, the biggest Soto? thing for me and Soto is that. People always look at, for instance, Bryce Harper. Like he came on the scene firing all cylinders, you know, young gun going out there and just bringing that type of energy that you rarely see. The problem is that for a guy like Harper or for a guy, uh, you know, at any caliber, basically comes in there and when you, when you see people go out there and have tape on you, it's a lot more difficult yeah. to, uh, to to you know, get that product uh, productivity that you had in your rookie season because people come out there like, look at Harper. The second season he came in, people started realizing he's going to chase the curveball. He's going to chase the slider. He's going to chase that breaking ball uh, to the point where he would strike out a lot more. And he did. His second season was a struggle. Uh, he, he, he had a good you know, stretch of the season uh, where he came out there and basically uh, was striking out a ton, and uh, he, he had to work his way out of that. And that's sure. the biggest thing is he had to learn uh, that, hey, not every breaking ball is going to be like in, you know, in junior college or in all the other places he played where the breaking balls, they're going to break maybe, you know, a few inches rather than 10 inches or something like that. Like these major leaguers can do like Steven Strasburg's 10 to uh, 12 to six, you know, that, dirty. that that's dirty. And that's the thing is that you look at that type of stuff and that's, I just think that Juan Soto, how he sees the, the, the strike zone is a lot different than a lot of rookies because yeah, his, his vision true. is a big deal, man. Like, that's one thing that all the scouts were saying. Like, he, he's 19 years old. He's probably – I don't know exactly when his birthday is, but he's going to be 20 this, this coming year. Yep. And the biggest thing to me is that his vision and how he sees the strike zone – that's the biggest thing that you, that you look at in his in how productive he's going to be this coming season. Because when you look at these these teams, say like, okay, he's not you know hitting the curveball real well, or or he's a little bit late on the on, on the fastball, or a little bit early on the changeup. So let's try to you know you know key on on that. The, his smarts and how how he can do how he can see the strike zone helps in a tremendous way to the point where one hitting coach can make all the difference and say, hey, you know. When he does this, just you know, he's probably going to throw the, the, this this uh, this cutter or 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 the the split change or whatever it may be to the point where you know he can figure out the pitches. If he just figures out figures out the pitches that they're going to throw because they're going to be masking those really well, I think to the point where he comes out and he you know he might hit he might not hit over three hundred, but he might sure. go out there and if he hits you know two seventy five, two eighty, Anthony Rendon type numbers and goes out there and brings that energy that that twenty year old energy. It's going to be something that, that to see, but I think. My prediction for him this year is going to be uh, he might struggle in the early going just to get his sea legs under him. But I think I think he'll go out there and probably hit 275, 280, uh, maybe, you know, 20, 25 home runs. 
uh, 80 RBIs, maybe a few stolen bases here or there, um, but definitely be that that high average guy uh, that you're going to see like an Anthony Rendon where he's going to get some good power numbers here and there, uh, but he's definitely going to go out there, bring that energy, bring that spark, uh, unlike Anthony Rendon does because he's, you know, like a sloth. Sure. Um, not, not running. He's, he's a decent runner, yeah. but he's, he's, he's so like, like has the malaise about him. Oh, he, yeah. He's, he's super just, laid back. He's, he's just like, eh, whatever. That's his baseball. No, I'm with you. I think, <laughs> I think Soto, I think there's going to be an expectation of him possibly taking a step back, like you said, a sophomore slump of a bit. Yeah. I think I think that could happen to him, and I'm, I'm on the same page with you. I think maybe at the beginning of the season, because pitchers have been reading up on him exactly. all off-season, so they're going to attack his weakness. But he seems like the type of guy that's a pretty smart hitter. Seems like the type of guy that can make the right adjustments. Because what we usually see, a guy has a breakout year, and it's, he's hitting, you know, 30 bombs, and yeah, he's, no you know, on all this stuff. And, and Soto, while he got his home runs, his zone recognition is, is super key. So... His status as far as, you know, if Bryce Harper returns or not, kind of unaffected. I mean, he's, he's going to be in that left field uh, spot for, you know, from, for the future. I mean, whether Harper comes back or not. A position that does have a lot of question about Bryce Harper is, uh, uh, and kind of how that affects things, is Victor Robles. So Victor Robles is expected to kind of be the starting center fielder next yep. year without Adam Eaton moving to right field if... Bryce Harper doesn't come back. If he comes back, suddenly you've got a situation where you've got Soto, you've got Robles, you've got Harper, and you've got Adam Eaton. And those are all you know quality bats and guys that you kind of want to get in the lineup. So at that point, you're going to have to shuffle some things around. So Victor Robles is a guy that actually everybody expected him to be the one Soto last year, but he had the hyperextended left elbow in April. He missed a lot of the season. He got called up, hit about you know, 270, um, you know, had some moments here and there. But he's the guy that they're expected to play really well. Um, I know you and I haven't done, haven't been able to see a ton of tape on Robles. All yeah. we've kind of heard of is really hype. Or you're expecting um, the passes, like you said. But let's use the scenario of, let's say, Harper does come back. Are we looking at a situation where it's going to be Eaton or Robles, and we're kind of fighting between do you, do you hand kind of the veteran Adam Eaton the job, or do you give kind of the young upstart Victor Robles the job? What, what do you think? Well, honestly, I I mean, Adam Eaton, he's he's a great average uh, hitter. I mean, he hits almost, you know, 290, 300 almost every single season for the most part. But looking at what Victor Robles did last year, you mentioned it. Um, yeah, the, the number was a little off that you mentioned, though, because I, I have it right here. The tw- 2018 stats, he had si- or ba- basically 60 at-bats. Batted 288. 288, well. Okay. Yeah, so higher. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And three home runs, uh, 10 RBIs. Uh, but I, you, I think you might have been looking at his career stats because he's doing 277. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so, so you weren't too far off at all. But really, when you're looking at it, I mean, he's not going to be a power guy. I mean, he, he can hit a home run or two. He's kind of like a Trey Turner. He'll hit a home run or two uh, you know, there. But he's there for the speed. Again, there for that energy. I mean, 21-year-old. I mean, just imagine having uh, – say say you have Harper back for some, some, somehow. Yeah. You have a 26-year-old in right field. You have a 21-year-old in center field and a 20-year-old in left crazy. field. That's crazy. Like, it's in, it's, it's and if you lock down Harper for, for, you know, this would be a giant contract, yeah. so he would be your guy there forever. Soto, since he's so young, you know his contract has a lot of years left, and same with Robles. Yep. That's the, so the way it works in Major League Baseball is usually these guys are under club control for like six years yeah. until they can start pursuing free agency. So uh, you're going to have – I mean, that's the outfield for the future there. Um, so, so how does that Adam Eaton fi- factor into that? Mike? Well, and real quick, that, that the whole entire Robles sure. uh, point of view, his last seven games in the majors last year, he hit 430. So his <laughs> last seven games, he had 430 uh, and two stolen bases, two home runs, eight RBIs. Uh, he had nine hits and 21 at bats. So that's pretty damn good. But overall, uh, Adam Eaton thing, that's, that's the issue I'm looking at here, Ben, is that when you're looking at that whole entire dilemma, 
do you really want to keep Victor Robles, who is that that young up up and coming prospect that basically the entire I think he was he's top five in the entire major leagues for for prospects, yeah, um, and uh, number one in the Nats organization. I think really when you're looking at this uh, this dilemma that you might have if Harper comes back. I think you got to give it to Robles. You, know, you might differ from me in this situation, but uh, and it's obviously a good thing. But I think you give it to Robles because the, the more chances you have to have him out there, and then uh, it's kind of a Adam Eaton in the, in the field who we saw last year. He he was you know basically like a Ryan Zimmerman in the outfield, dead arming a lot of things. People were advancing different bases uh, on him to the mo- to, to the part where if you get that guy an extra base. Uh, in, in certain situations, or if you can't throw them at home, I mean, runs matter. So it's like, yeah. especially if you have an off night and you have Scherz on the mound and he lets up two runs or one run or whatever, and that one run that you could have easily had Robles or Harper have their strong arm out there, uh, you know, hold the guy at third, and then the next one's a strikeout, and then you have no run scored instead of that one run scored, it's a big deal. So I would give it to the young gun and have Adam Eaton. Uh, you know, basically be the first reserve and then Michael Taylor behind him. Yeah, so my issue with that is is actually creates kind of an issue. If Harper comes back, um, you know, Adam Eaton, suddenly you have a pretty expensive backup uh, because, again, this is a guy that the Nats gave three of their best pitching prospects to the White Sox for, and now with the expectation that he was going to be kind of the center fielder for for a few years. And then he had, you know, obviously the the, the torn ACL, so he, he had a whole season I Thank God we got rid of Giolito, though. Giolito was <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, was, he was pretty, pretty garbage. But still, <laughs> I think where the Nats uh, will have trouble is Harper comes back. You got to think that Adam Eaton suddenly, you know, you, you might want to have him more as a trade piece rather than just an expensive backup because uh, you're I mean, that's that's a pretty expensive backup center fielder for behind Robles. So, but then you got to wonder, okay, what's the market for a guy who's coming off a a, a, a knee surgery and coming off an ACL and 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 you know is is kind of getting up there in age. So, I think the Nats definitely will not be able to get the type of return that they got that they d- dished out for Adam Eaton at that point. Yep. So, there's definitely some issues there. I mean. I'd be happy having Adam Eaton as a backup outfielder. I mean, having kind of switching off with, with Robles and kind of having Robles learn under him. Um, but I'm with you. I mean, if, if it's a choice between the two and who I want starting opening day, I got to go with the young guy. Yeah. I got to go with Robles because I, I think there's just more dynamic, uh, you know, action when it comes to, to Victor Robles. So we'll kind of see. The last yeah. question here before we move on to the man of the hour, which is Bryce Harper, is Michael A. Taylor. So then there's another guy who... Um, Who's like in the shadows right now? He is in the shadows, and this was a guy. Funny enough, you know, last time the Nats made the playoffs was one of the biggest performers in the playoff series against the Cubs. Yep. Hit the big grand slam and uh, and what game five, and you know had actually was one of the better players of that series. Um, and this is a guy that at times. Um, almost is like a golden glove outfielder because of his speed and his ability to get to the ball. And at times he, you know, has some good at bats and he's able to play all right. But now this outfield is looking even more crowded. You got to think Harper comes back to DC. Michael Taylor has got to be gone at that point. Yeah. Cause then you have Adam Eaton there as a backup, but you know, we've been watching Michael A. Taylor, Mike for, you know, for five, six years now with the Washington Nationals, and he seems like a guy that just almost in the Tyler Moore-esque area where he just plays a position where the Nats have too many 
better yeah. guys in that spot. Now, Tyler Moore, of course, I wish he was the first baseman of the future. I don't even know where that guy is now. He might be in the minor league somewhere. I, th I thought he was with the Braves last time I saw him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But he, he was playing the bench, though. Yeah, so, you know, Michael A. Taylor is... is, Dude, is wait, you, said, you said he could all he could be where? <laughs> the minors, I would say? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> he is. I don't, I don't... But, you know, is Michael A. Taylor basically, you know, or, or have we seen kind of the end of the Michael A. Taylor career, pretty much, if Bryce Harper comes back. Obviously, yeah. if he doesn't come back, they're going to keep him around. But if Bryce comes back, I mean, that's your fifth outfielder? Do I mean, you really want to keep him? That's the thing, though. Think about it, though. The, the more outfielders you have, I mean, the better, because obviously they're trade sure. assets. But And also for injury purposes, because think about it, Adam Eaton somehow gets hurt. Bryce Harper, you know, breaks his leg, slipping on a wet base again or something like that. Whatever it may be. But honestly, he's right now he's 27. And with that young age, they so they could easily, and I'm sure Rizzo will do something where they easily can trade him or something of that nature where they can get a nice, valuable reliever or get some prospects and just re-bolster their, uh, their, their young core. Because that's one thing that Rizzo is tend, has uh, tended to do is basically trade assets in the prospect game and then all of a sudden come back out and trade one of these guys because he bolstered it with a veteran um, or one of the prospects like a, a Robles or a, or a Soto have come up and filled that void. And then basically he trades a Michael A. Taylor who hasn't, who is, is a very good fielder, but he's not a good hitter. I mean, he's hitting like what, 235, you know, every year. Um, but really the biggest factor uh, in, in that, 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 that sole uh, question you asked about, is he still here? I don't think he is. Cause I think they're going to trade him and try to get, you know, uh, from some random team that, that needs outfield help or outfield depth or whatever it may be, they're going to try to trade him and they're going to say, uh, we'll, we'll part with our third and fourth prospects or whatever it may be. Because Michael A. Taylor, though he is a very good fielder, he's not a good hitter, like I mentioned. So his value drops in that sense because a lot of teams rather rather want uh, hitting instead of defense because, I mean, he could go uh, to an AL team and if they're too crowded, they could put him at the DH. But why? Because he, does, he can't hit. So if you, if you have better hitting, that's why you see uh, people uh, like uh, Trumbo and all these yep. different guys. Um, and one of the guys I'm missing that was on, uh, was, it, was it DeRosa? Or what's the guy that was on the Nats uh, the last couple of years? Um, he, was, he played for the O's and he played for, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Um, anyways, it doesn't really matter, but they, they can hit. So it's like, yeah. that's the thing. They're more valuable if you can hit rather than just fielding because, you know, AL teams, you can put them at the DL, DL spot or DH spot, excuse me, and, and, and be fine. But uh, I think they'll trade him. Honestly, I think they'll trade him if Harper sure. comes back. But right now, the Harper thing is a little uh, shaky ground. Yeah, so so let's let's move to that as we finish up the Nats segment. Um, and again, as the weeks go by, we'll get closer and closer to spring training and kind of doing some season previews and things like that. So Bryce Harper is, is set to meet with the Phillies on Saturday in Las Vegas. Um, the Phillies are sending their front office. They're sending their owner. They're going to have a, a, a talk, a sit-down talk with uh, with Bryce Harper. Again, the Phillies have signed guys like Andrew McCutcheon in this offseason, David Robertson in this offseason. They're the team, kind of the young team on the rise in, in the division among teams like Atlanta. Um, yeah. So this will be the first face-to-face -face meeting with Harper and the Phillies. Um, they've also met with Manny Machado um, in, in late December. So you have this meeting coming, Mike. You also have uh, Scott Boris saying that um, I believe. Say, uh, I, I guess the rumor was out there. Uh, actually, Jim Bowden from the Athletic had tweeted that Washington had increased its offer to Bryce Harper beyond three hundred million dollars. Um, really? They didn't give. They didn't give exact number though. They didn't give. They said that it was beyond three hundred million. Um, 
and uh, this kind of has put the Nets at the top of the list and a lot of folks. But then there's also people wondering, hey, is Scott Boris the one that put this rumor out there? Did the Nets actually do this? The Nets really haven't said anything, have they? Uh, refuted the report or anything like that. They haven't. Um, so th- this, this is kind of a weird space right now, Mike, because, again, you've got Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. The Both of these free agents are still free agents. Yep. Nobody signed them yet. Bryce Harper, it seems like week by week, we got reports saying he's definitely going to probably stay with the Nats. No, somebody else is signing him. What else are you thinking about the situation right now? Uh, you've got the, again, this rumor was not put out by anybody with the Nats about them going over $300 million. You've got Bryce meeting with the Phillies. Uh, I still don't know what to think about this. I still don't know which way we're leaning. It feels like day to day we're figuring out, is he staying, is he going? I don't know. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is that I'm looking at this entire saga with Bryce Harper is that people keep saying that, uh, you know, if it was this much money, he would be signed by now, or at least there'd be other offers. Yeah. But the only official offer was that offer, that uh, the initial offer from the Nets. Yeah, that's the only official uh, offer that's out there. Now, yeah. now, what you mentioned, which I think was a really good point, was was this uh, a, a Scott Boris, uh, you know, sure boy, to drive up the market? Yeah, saying, oh yeah, well, you know, I heard from a source or something like that, or anonymous, you know, uh, intel or some crap like that. Because you think about it this way and say, okay. The Nats and the Learners did their part in playing this little chess game. Boris is going to do his part because he was pissed when they made their whole entire statement. So, to me, I think that when when it comes down to to Harper's uh, immediate future, I don't think there's going to be any offers anytime soon. I think it's going to be sure. another, another one of those played out things until spring yep. training or whatever because. I haven't heard anything about the Manny Machado front either. I mean, he's not going to make as much money as Harper, obviously, um, but he's still going to get a, a huge chunk of change. And the biggest thing I think I saw, uh, I might have sent it to you. I, I forgot exactly where it was. It might be on uh, was it on Twitter or was it Instagram? I sent it to you, I think, yesterday, um, where basically they, they said the White Sox um, uh, don't want to offer that many years. They said something about, um, I think it was, the Phillies uh, don't want to offer that. Much. I'm trying to I'm trying to think where it was. I need to, I need to, I need to figure it out. Um, it's on here somewhere. I'll find it in a second. But literally, that's that's the thing. Is um, oh here it is. Okay, nice. Thank God I found it. Because um, I was gonna look like an idiot if I didn't find it. Sure. Um, they said the Yankees have not made Har- uh, Harper a priority, uh, which obviously is true because they you know they they signed Truex yeah, Whiskey. Yeah, I'd for expect that. Yeah. The Dodgers and the Cubs don't appear to have any financial uh, flexibility. To make their record-breaking offer, the White Sox, like many other teams, are not interested in offering a deal more than seven years, which is true. You don't want to get into one of those, uh, those you know, Albert Pujols type things uh, or, or, or anything of that nature. Um, but really, that's the biggest thing to me is that you never know what's going to happen until it happens. And that's the thing is we can all speculate all we want, but in my opinion right now, I don't think Harper's coming back, uh, even though, you know, oh, they're talking, they're doing talks here. I think they said they met for for a few hours or five hours, something like that, last week or something like that. I forgot exactly what it was. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's you, you just got to let it play out because we're all going to speculate and saying like, oh, why is he got an offer? Why, where is this? Where is I mean, the update is it's the exact same thing as three weeks we ago. We still don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> we still don't know anything at this point. Um, you know, if, if Bryce Harper comes back, I mean – 
Do I think if Bryce Harper doesn't come back, are the Nats still a playoff contending team? Yeah, oh, yeah. especially with what they've done this offseason. If Bryce, oh, we Harper, just talked about <laughs> if Bryce Harper comes back, um, are they suddenly a World Series favorite? I'm sure they will be, but that doesn't mean anything. People will be picking them. They'll, the people will definitely be picking them, but as we've seen in the past seasons, that doesn't mean anything. Preseason predictions. Nothing. Baseball is just too long of a season to care. So, you know, I, I, we'll, we'll just keep an eye on it. That's kind of the latest. The latest is there is no latest. There's really nothing. I mean, he's going to meet with the Phillies, but that doesn't mean anything really at this point. I think they've so, already met with Machado too, so it's yeah. not like it's a big deal. So we'll definitely keep an eye on this as the story progresses. No doubt about it. So we're going to take a real quick break uh, and give some messages from our supporters right here, right here on the DC Crossover. Once again, stay tuned. We're going to have Caps and Wiz Talk right after these messages. And we'll also uh, get into our two-point conversion, our Pine Point Express, right after these quick messages from our supporters. The DC Crossover is presented by Parando's Tex-Mex Grill. Located in Ashburn, Virginia, this family-owned restaurant gives you that warm and welcoming feeling as you walk through their doors. With two patios, fresh food, and weekly specials, you'll never be unsatisfied. Make your reservation today. Visit parandostexmex.com for all the details. The DC Crossover is supported by We Organize. Specializing in the Northern Virginia area, We Organize transforms your space from chaos to peace, complicated to simple, and cluttered to calm. If you're in the market for professional organizing assistance, schedule an appointment today. Dial 571-310-1315. That's 571-310-1315. We organize. Places. Spaces. Eller for the draw. And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals. 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. And we welcome you back right here on the DC Crosser, where we cross over all four major sports teams in the DC market. Mike's own Ben Simpson on the mics here once again here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music, the three outlets you can find our show. And also you can find our show and audio and all our other content on the DCCrossover.com. Also follow us at the DC Crossover on Twitter and at Sunrun16 for my personal opinions. Nothing to do with DC Crossover, even though you'll hear them on here. Uh, <laughs> but overall, it's definitely uh, something to look out for as well. And the last one is DC Crossover Podcast on Facebook. Ben, we're going to move on to our Stanley Cup champion, yes. Washington Absolutely. Capitals. The only exciting intro to put together there. Yeah. The only <laughs> yeah. team that's had success. The only question the we didn't have to answer about which intro exactly. should we have. Exactly. Good call, radio call there. And, uh, and our, our defending Stanley Cup champions and still first place in the Met. Yeah, no doubt about Washington it. Capitals. I mean, literally, the Capitals 25, 12, and 4. Uh, first in the Metro, third in the East. And that's the biggest thing you got to look at here, Ben, is that it, it, it's consistent. And also the people we got to look out for are the Pittsburgh Penguins, who have been surging as of late. Uh, they were in, geez, almost dead last uh, a few weeks ago, and now they're surging. But the team that everyone keeps talking about, uh, I should say, are, are the Toronto Maple Leafs, but the team that we should be talking about is the Tampa Bay Lightning, 32-8-2. Now, I don't even know how that's even possible where you still are two games uh, in regulation losses uh, away from 10 <laughs> after literally 42 games, almost halfway through the season. Actually, it is halfway through the season. And, you know, they, they played 42 games. They won 32 of them. That's an unbelievable stretch. And right now they're leading the Caps uh, in the Eastern Conference 
by 12 points. But talking about our home team, Washington Capitals yes. here. Overall, uh, you know, you know, their goal differential is very, we- very well done. Twenty plus 23. Last 10, six, three, and one. Uh, the last three have been kind of, sh- kind of troublesome. They lost to the Preds on uh, New Year's Day, or excuse me, New Year's Eve. Um, uh, six to, I think it was six to three when they're up three to one. So that was a rough stretch. Then they played the Blues, who are a terrible team this year, and they lost five to three in that one. And then all of a sudden they come back, and it might have been five to two. I mean, I'm, I, I, it doesn't really matter. They lost either way. But then they came back, played the Stars, who was who are basically always their Achilles heel. Lost uh, with a Tyler Sagan goal, and then all of a sudden they come back uh, the other night and take down your Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, you know uh, which, you're always good to be able to break any sort of losing streak or bad luck when you play the Detroit Red Wings <laughs> if you're the Caps because the Caps have just waxed them this season. But <clears throat> excuse me, but that game yesterday, a little closer. I thought maybe the, the Wings were going to have a chance there or take yeah. them at least to overtime. And then, of course, the big goal there in the third, third, third period. Um, but, yeah, like you said, there was kind of a little bit of a skid here and there. It was kind of... You know, the 0-2-1, this was the first three-game losing streak uh, this season for the Caps um, and playing their third road game in 72 hours about that. Um, Kind of one of those lulls in the season that will happen um, here and there where a team, even even a team at the the caliber of the Caps, they'll lose a couple games here and there. They'll have a lot of travel. They'll get tired, um, and they'll have to kind of pull out these types of games. Christmas break and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. So, you know, that this is what sep- this separates them from, and this is one of the reasons why the Caps are in the echelon that they are in, yeah. is they're able to break out of something like that and, and, and have the performance that they did where they're able to pull out a, a, a win against the Wings in a game that you know they were just not into. Um, so, you know, you have you have Reardon switch uh, the, the bottom six a little bit. Um, they had actually uh, Travis Boyd scoring the tying goal um, early in, in the uh, third period. And uh, so, you, you know, it's it's one of those things with the Caps where in these types of lulls in the season, you're going to see some moves here and there on the lines to kind of change some things up. And, uh, you know, you got to trust Reardon with what he's able to do. And, and the Caps have been able to um, still stick at that, that number one spot in the Met. But as you said, you know, Pittsburgh's surging right now. Um, and that definitely makes things a little interesting going forward. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's the thing is that you have to look at it this way, okay? In the conference, which basically is, means a whole lot, but at the same time, with their playoff format, it's, it's kind of stupid. But with 54 points in this little tiny little scale where they got three points in the last four games, I mean, they would still say they say they won one of those games and they went one, one, and two, or whatever, whatever, the, or one, two, and one, or whatever the heck it is uh, that I'm trying to say. They would be in first place in the Western Conference. Yeah. So it's like yeah. you know, obviously Tampa Bay is an outlier. I mean, Tampa Bay is leading uh, the second place uh, Maple Leafs in the first place uh, Calgary and Vegas uh, squads on the, in the West by ten points at, at the midway point. <laughs> They're just having an insane I mean, season. right there. That's five games. That's just <laughs> so crazy. it's it's crazy. So they basically have uh, the number one seed locked up. But sure. as a whole, the Caps. I'm not worried about them one bit because hey, like you said. They had to come back. The, the, you had the winter break. Then, I mean, they, they, the game against the Preds, that was kind of odd because you had to play at noon. I mean, that's what I always hated back in the day, uh, playing games on the weekends or whatever. 
Um, even when we were coaching and yeah. stuff like that, where we're sitting there and we're like, oh, great. Here's an 8 a.m. start or something like that. It's like, who wants to get up and play baseball at 8 a.m.? I mean, yeah, we love to play the games like that, but I don't want to get out of bed and have to have to wake no, up and, no. and wash my face and go play a baseball game. Uh, or, or and, and I'm sure these guys don't want to have a morning skate at, at, at 9 a.m. Say, okay, let's, let's go out and skate here. It's like, I mean, let's be honest here. I just think that... You know, that game is kind of a wash. No big deal. Preds were on a six-game losing streak. They, they needed a win, and, and they were down 3-1. They ended up coming back and scoring five straight goals. But I'm not too worried about that. Against the Stars, once again, they took them to overtime, got that, that, that great point uh, against a really high-flying offense with Tyler Sagan and uh, Jamie Benn. And I, I think that uh, it's, his name's like Ruliov or something like that. I keep forgetting his name because it's, it's like some Russian name or some foreign name. I don't know. Uh, but – they, he ended up having a real, real good season this year so far. Uh, it's it, overall, it's because it, one of my buddies is a Stars fan, so he tells me about it all the time. But looking at it further, it's just you know I'm not worried about this little skit, and I think that if you keep having the production from Ov, from Backstrom, who's nets off getting his sea legs under him after his injury uh, a couple weeks back, I, I think that it's going to be uh, a nice little break, and I'm happy that that Ovi is, is skipping the All-Star game. Yeah, I was just going to move on to that for, so far as the All-Star uh, weekend. So, so as you mentioned, Ovi was voted captain uh, of, the, of the Metropolitan Division and decided he's not going to be attending. Um, but the other caps that are going to be appearing uh, from the Metro are, uh, let's see, we've got uh, John Carlson. Yeah. Um, this will be his first All-Star appearance. And then Braden Holpe in his fourth. And then you've also got in the last men in uh, contest as they try to get um, you know, you try to work your way in at the end is, is Nicholas Backstrom is, yeah. is, is looking for... I mean, he should deserve it, though. A yeah. lot of times he doesn't get any praise, but then he comes out there and he's leading the, like, probably in the top five almost every single year in assists, every single year, but he doesn't make all these all-star games, which makes, makes no sense to me, but... At the same time, you know, I, I, it doesn't really matter to me because I'd rather him not make it anyways because I'd rather get all my guys some rest and, you know, let their bodies recover because Backstrom isn't a young buck anymore. You know, Ovi's not yeah. a young buck yeah. anymore. So, you know, they, they can go out there. I'm, I'm just so glad that Ovi, you know, had the had the, the kahunas <laughs> or kahunas. I don't know what what, what it was. Because it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, in the is, NHL. NHL All-Star game doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's like they go out there to skills competition. Okay, that's great. Ovi's giving you, what, 10 All-Star games now to go show his skills? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I it's fun to watch. I'm going to watch it because I love the three-on-three and sure. all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like, what's what's the point? I mean, no. what's, what's the point of going out there and saying, okay, let me let me see if I can skate the fastest. Let me see if I have the fastest slap shot. No, I don't want you to have the slap, fastest slap shot and then all of a sudden you, 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 you pull something in your hamstring and you're out for two months. It's like, I don't, I don't want to see that joint. So no, it's, like, it's just you. dumb. Yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of see how uh – you know how that plays out, and, and obviously what we will watch and see. You know how the Caps perform in there. The, the guys there uh, looking at the schedule ahead here for for the Caps for this week. Um, so some some big games uh, left on the schedule tomorrow. They're playing Philly, um, and then they've got Boston on Thursday, and then Columbus on Saturday, um, and then we'll, we'll we'll likely be doing the show on Sunday. So those are the three games uh, from from now until our next episode. So. You've got a couple home games mixed in there, home against Philly, away in Boston, then back at home against Columbus. Do you expect things to kind of get right back on track uh, for the Caps this week and, you know, take at least two of the three next games? Well, that's the thing is I put uh, I put down in our little outline here that they, they had 15 goals allowed in their last 14 games, uh, which isn't that isn't that, that good. I mean, let's be, let's be honest here. No. That's, that's, that's almost four goals a game, almost. So looking at it here, Another little tidbit, Ben, that I don't know if you've noticed, but the Islanders, who are old coach, uh, is uh, coaching now. 
Uh, Barry Trotz has only let in 107 goals for the Islanders in 40 games, which is lowest um, in the whole entire Eastern Conference. Uh, and then you compare it to Ottawa, who hasn't, who isn't having the best season, obviously, and that's almost 70 goals less. Wow! Uh, f- from Ottawa to the Islanders, and the Islanders. They're actually uh, with, uh, I guess, so the Caps have to play one more game, so that's a little different. But literally, 14 goals separates the Washington and the Islanders uh, in their defensive output for goals uh, allowed. So that's a big stat. But looking at their schedule uh, to come, I think it's going to be okay. Like I said, I think, like we said, I think they're going to ride the ship, uh, make sure that they come out firing all cylinders because they got to, you know, get these next few games, like you mentioned, that have some tough opponents. Obviously, the Flyers. Uh, I'm always scared of that that mascot they got now, Gritty. So you got to watch out for him coming it's on the terrifying. ice and, and hit, hitting somebody. There's um, a children's book right there, or a children's yeah. movie right there. It's yeah. Escape from Gritty. Have you seen that? Uh, real quick side side note. Uh, I think on Hulu. Do you have Hulu? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Either Hulu or I have the Hoos. Uh, yeah, the Hoos. Um, have you ever seen that 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 new movie they put on there? It's called like like Puka. I have not seen Puka. I don't know if it's it might be Hulu or I don't think it's Netflix, but it's like it's like some stupid thing where this guy puts on like like a Chuck E. Cheese kind of outfit, sure, and then all of a sudden Does he murder like, people. I, I something like that. Okay, but he, no, but he I'm, he just like he's like a teenager or something. Like that. Oh yeah, you might watch. Yeah, that's go look up go look go look up Puka. I'll, look up Puka and I'll, see I'll, where the internet takes. When me. we show the next intro, I'll uh, and sure. your interest or your introing us, I'll uh, I'll show you to you. But got it. Yeah, so gritty, gritty. This is a side note. Um, they'll beat the Flyers. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're going to beat the Flyers. That's an easy game. Uh, the Bruins. Hey, that could go either way. That's the first meeting, though, between Marshan and Tom Wilson. True. You so gotta watch think, out for that yeah, one. Yeah, that's that's the reason to tune in right there. Thursday, uh, January 10th, 7 p.m. Check that one out. Uh, Blue Jackets, Caps. Uh, I think that that game is going to be a tough one as well. The, the Jackets, they always have Bobrovsky in net. They always have a real dynamic uh, type of, of play to them. I don't know what it is. But just like they did in the playoffs last year in the first round, they played us very hard throughout the entire uh, round. So watch out for that. Blues, I, I think they're going to wax the Blues after yeah. that. But then you got the Preds, the Islanders, all that stuff. I don't know if that might, that might be the first uh, uh, game the Islanders visit uh, Capital One Arena. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but Barry Trotz, I, actually, I'm not exactly sure. I, th- I know Barry Trotz got his ring that might have been at the Islanders. I'm not sure. But that, that, that'll be fun to watch, too. So we got some good games to watch here soon. All righty, so that is the Caps talk here. Three games this week. We'll definitely uh, be recapping them next show. Time for our final segment. We're going to talk a little Washington Wizards, and we're going to move into some two-point conversion and Pine Pony Express. Here comes Pierce with five seconds left. on to some Washington Wizards talk. Hard to pull a highlight for them from the last <laughs> decade. couple seasons. It's been a little rough. Well, you showed me that at first. Oh, man. The that's, Paul Pierce playoff uh, winning shot, I believe, was exciting, against, was against Toronto. That was oh, exciting. Yeah. yeah, Paul Pierce, man. I miss that guy. Um, so now Looks we move TV. into the, uh, it's, I got to say, this, the, the seller-dweller of, of D.C. sports 
uh, and that is the Washington Wizards. Uh, and this team, which this season has gone from bad to worse, is now John Wall will be out for the rest of the year, likely. Um, it's not like official, but likely with the type of surgery that he needs. So this team currently sits 11th in the East at 16 and 24, um, and they are four and six in their last 10. They're actually on a one game win streak, coming off of a, their first win in Oklahoma City ever. <laughs> which was an incredible stat um, as they got that win last night. So, Mike, now we're in this type of weird season where, uh, you know, the Wizards now lose their arguably, you know, their best player. And now you've got lineups out there in Autonomous Sadoransky, uh, Thomas Bryant, Jeff Green, Trevor Reza, and Bradley Beal. When at the beginning of the year, we were looking at a lineup of, John Wall, Bradley Beal, you know, Kelly Oubre, Markeith Morris, and Dwight Howard um, were kind of the guys that were in there. Not a bad lineup. Otto right Porter, <laughs> obviously, in there. Now Otto Porter's coming off the bench um, and actually put up 20 points off the bench for the Wizards. But, uh, yeah, not a lot to, you know, we won't spend a whole lot of time with this team, but basically. Very short amount of time. <laughs> basically, you know, why watch this team, I guess, for the rest of the year? Is it, you know, to watch the young guys like like Bryant and, and Sato and to kind of see how they perform? I mean, uh, Sadoransky had 15 points last night. Thomas Bryant, 14 and 7. Um, the veteran Jeff Green, 16 and 6. Trevor Reese has done really nothing since yeah. he came to the Wizards. He put up 4 and 7. Why the other should night. he? I mean, why, why, why would he yeah. expend his energy to, to help a, a team? And I agree. Sucks. So Bradley Beal is pretty much the only reason to watch the Washington Wizards. He had a nice game 25 points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists, and a couple of steals, um, and uh, hit, hit a couple threes there. So. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's scary uh, when you think about what this team was. Uh, even though they had a bad start to the year, you kind of thought, you know what, they've got the the, the pieces. And now, and I'm going to go see them on Friday uh, against Giannis when they uh, the Bucks come to town. Great. Um, yeah, the biggest news this week with the Wizards: Ron Baker let go after four games. By the way, did you even know that they had Ron I, Baker? I, well, I did see something that they had. They said they were they were two and zero with Ron Baker, one and zero with Ron Baker, or something like that. Yeah, there. so he's it gone. Didn't, didn't last long. Yeah, it didn't last long. They released <laughs> him, but but yeah, Mike, it's a, it's just weird. It's just weird to see this roster be only have one guy that was in the starting lineup to start the year in Bradley Beal, um, who's going to have to play thirty seven minutes a game yep. uh, for them to get these wins. So uh, John Wall's out, uh, Mike. He's out for the season. We talked about trade rumors earlier in the year. I mean, our team is going to want him at this point. I mean, he's, he's kind of, quote-unquote, damaged goods. Yeah. Um, you know, are you looking forward to anything with the Wizards this season? Well, number one, I forgot. I think I sent it to you uh, a few days ago that there was a rumor. I think it was for Otto, if I'm not mistaken. I forgot exactly what platform I sent it to you. It might be uh, Instagram or something like that. But there were trade rumors for, I think, Otto Porter out there. And people are just like, what are you waiting on? Do something. Like, you're just saying, why not? You it's know? just like, why, like, yeah, why not? And that's the biggest thing is this team is literally, literally, an opponent's points per game. This team is second worst in the Eastern Conference. They just like, don't play defense. 116 freaking points. The Hawks, they suck. And they only let in 117. So that's, that's embarrassing. But we, I mean, we do score the fifth most. But, I mean, what, what, if you can score as many points as you want, yeah, but if you suck anything. on defense, yep. it's not going to help you. And that's the thing is you look at this team and just like, what do you got to do? I mean, some some guys play defense on one on you know one possession. This guy doesn't play defense as possession. This guy switched over. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. But like you said, the young pieces in this in this uh, core 
with Bryant, uh, with uh, uh, Troy Brown Jr., uh, with Sato. I mean, again, why in the world? Why in the world is, is Troy Brown Jr. not playing? I told you a million times. This guy can play. And this is the type of scenario exactly. that you got to play saying. those guys. Why, why is yeah. he not playing? You're playing Trevor Ariza, and you know, you're, you're winning one out of every three, three games or something like that. It one doesn't every make four. any sense. Why not develop this guy? Like, people always say, oh, like, ba- baseball is different than basketball. You look at like a Billy Bean or something of that nature where he goes out there way too early, he loses confidence, and he sucks. You look at Markel Foltz even in basketball where – He's having some type of mental issue where he can't even shoot a free throw now. Sure. He's falling off the free throw line. I mean, this guy was the number one pick overall by the 76ers, and the guy can't even can't even shoot the ball now. I mean, literally. And it's like I understand that basketball is different than baseball. Baseball is a little bit different because baseball, you can lose your confidence real quick because there's, there's these guys out there that are, are phenomenal athletes. But when basketball, you know, when you have 12 guys in the roster or whatever, you know, if you're one of those 12 guys, you should be able to play. And if that's our first-round pick, and you're not playing him. I mean, there could be some underlying issue with uh, Ernie saying something or whatever. But at the same time, you have to look at it and say, like you mentioned, why aren't you playing him? Dwight Howard's hurt. John Wall's hurt. This guy's hurt. That guy's hurt. This guy's getting let go. You know, you, you, all these changes. But still, your number one overall pick, not overall, but your number one pick in the draft for your team is not playing. He's playing two to three minutes, maybe a night. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. This is not. This is not a season that they're contending for a title or yeah. they're or for a conference or anything like that. There's no reason to not uh, play Troy Brown Jr., who you're going to have control of for the next you know five seasons or so. So yeah, I, I'm with you. Just just makes no sense. It's, it's, that's what I'm saying though, Ben. Is that it's it's a completely different sport than baseball. Victor Robles, okay, in the minors for what? Two, three seasons maybe? Sure. I, don't, I don't even know how long he was in there. But then you look at it and you're saying, basketball, in the, it, he's playing in the G League and he's dominating the G League. What's the point of, of, of him playing in the G League? I mean, he's playing against Ron Bakers of the world. You know, it's like Ron Baker was great for Wichita State, but he ain't going to be playing. He's not going to like – it's like playing with Adam Morrison from Gonzaga years ago. Like, he yeah. sucked. And he came out and he was supposed to be this big college player. And he sucked coming coming back out and played – I think he played for the Hornets or, or – I forgot who he played for. It was a bad team. Anyways. It was bad. You look at it and you're like, why in the world – aren't you playing your first round pick who has the defensive skills and could possibly give you a spark on defense because he probably with him, maybe auto uh, and, and well, I mean, Kelly Oubre would have been nice to have Kelly Oubre and, and Troy Brown play defense for you. That would have been pretty nice, but it's like then uh, Trevor Reza, who's, who's an aging vet. Obviously he's okay at defense. I mean, he's obviously getting old, but back in the day he used to be pretty damn good. So it's like you could have some of these guys that are pretty decent defensive guys, and, and if you're Scott Brooks, you go out there and say, I want you guys to focus on defense, and we're going to run the offense through John, Brad, and Trevor. And then you guys, you guys get you know your few points here and there. Yeah. Right. It's no, like, do something like you. that. Just care about the defense side. I mean, this is a terrible defense team. Why don't we turn that around this season? If that's the only thing they concentrate Do something. In, just get ready for some, some bad losses this week because they've got Philly back-to-back, and then they host Milwaukee. Loss, loss, loss. So it's, it's going to be ugly uh, We just want them to for tank, sure. but they're not going to. I know. That's the problem is now, I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to tank as your starting point guards out. You know, if you lost all these other guys, uh, you know, why not go down to the level of Chicago and Cleveland and those guys and, yeah, this team is just not going to do what we want. They're think about it, the only, right the only good thing about this, Ben, is that the West, uh, the worst team is the Phoenix Suns, but then the next worst team is nine games better than them. Yeah, in Dallas, the West is crazy. So that's the that's the good thing is that 
yes, the Wiz, you know, obviously they're they're winning one here or there, but they are still, uh, what is it, sixth worst in the league yeah. uh, overall. Um, I, I can check that real quick. They actually, yes. They Something are, like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're sixth worst in the league, uh, which still puts them in line for the lottery. So, I mean, it, it's the problem is that the next worst team has 12 wins. You're four wins ahead of them, and that's the Hawks. So, it just makes no sense to me. You know, obviously, you don't want to have, uh, you know, people tanking. That's why they have the lottery in general. But it's just stupid, man. Like, we're just watching a team that just doesn't care about defense. Like, who wants to go out there and see? I mean, you pay your hard-earned money to go sit out there and, for some reason, watch the, the, the team, you know, let up 40, I go, 40 points. I go to see the team. other teams play nowadays. Oh, really? I don't root for the <laughs> other teams. I'm not, like, going to change you wear your, allegiances. You wear your, you wear your hat, and then your yeah. widget's hat, and then all of a sudden, you know, when LeBron rips off a nice 360 alley yeah, dunk or something go. like that, then you're, 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 your money's worth it. I got the gold <laughs> underneath, maybe, or something like that. So, yeah, I'll be at the game Friday. I'll report back to you just about the misery of I'm being sure you will. a Wizards fan of late. All right, time to move on to some non-sports talk here as we have covered all four of the local teams and their misery. And now uh, we let's talk. Uh, so we've got our, our final two segments here. We've got two-point conversion and we've got Pine Pony Express. So, Mike, let's start with two points um, and, and what's been going on in Mike World's um, here of late. So we got the pizza tonight, yep. which was delicious Fantastic. from Papa John's, the 50% off. Works. First time I've had pizza in a while, man. Works well. Yeah, you know, I feel like pizza. because well, the holidays, some of that you're using, you're having turkey and all this, and all these other sure. lasagnas and all this kind of random stuff. You don't have pizza. No, that's true. That's <laughs> true. That's the easy go-to. So, you know, we did get pizza tonight, but anything else interesting happened over the weekend? Well, let's talk about, because we haven't done a, a show since our post-Christmas show. Sure. Let's talk about New Year's, different stuff like that real quick. Uh, sure. Why don't we? Uh, I don't know if yours was as eventful as mine, but uh, this this year wasn't really eventful. Uh, the last few years, I've gone to D.C. and did uh, some fun things out there and whatnot. Uh, but uh, usually we had Jen's uh, family and friends come. Uh, not all of her family, like her sister came in and some of their family and friends came in. So it was about six or excuse me. Oh, my gosh. True. <laughs> Jeez Louise. No, 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 no third, kidding you had some pizza. Third, third lager over here. Oh, yeah. Um, basically, uh, we have, you know, her sister and then two uh, two or three family friends. So it's about, you know, six or seven of us. And we all uh, get an Airbnb and we play games and all that stuff. Wait for the ball to drop, play some music. And then we might, uh, you know, walk around a little bit and then get some, you know, and pizza or some random place. Have you, have you ever had and pizza, by the way? I have not. I've had other things and pizza. Together, but I've never oh, okay. had Ann Pizza. Yeah, I thought the name was kind of odd too. I know there's one, uh, there's a Reston location I think now of Ann Pizza, and it's it's it really it's it's what where the pizza is kind of like long and yeah, like it's healthy actually, or something. I don't know about healthy. <laughs> uh, mine wasn't healthy. At least the one time, one or two times I got it, but. Basically, you go up there and they have a little menu, and you basically tell them what you want on it. And it's like a flatbread pizza, but it's like I got like pepperoni, hot sauce, sausage, uh, extra cheese, like all this kind of okay, stuff. Okay. Mine wasn't healthy. Let's put it that way. Sure. Um, but literally, uh, this year was more low key because her, her family and friends didn't. Uh, they had other plans and whatnot, and. So I invited my, my parents, uh, my uh, my sisters. One of my sisters couldn't come because the, the, the kiddos are a little too young. Uh, they're you know five five and three, uh, so they couldn't make it. Um, but uh, at the same time, we had uh, my my sister and my brother in law over, my parents over. Jen was here with me, and we played uh, some some. You ever played Tripoli? I played Tripoli. So we had I have a Tripoli thing in there. And we have a bunch of poker chips. I love poker, and we played Tripoli. We played some other uh, some other fun card games and whatnot. Watched the ball drop. Had a, had a couple of mimosas with my mom, and then Jen joined in when she got home, and uh, we had we had a pretty good time. It was more low key, um, but 
the thing about it is, is that uh, since our post Christmas show and everything like that, I've literally been so lazy because I because the problem is like and, and again the post Christmas show was a Facebook Live event that me and Ben did, but uh, I was gonna put the audio on uh, the, the podcast. I was gonna put it on our on our site. I've decided uh, just just while we're recording this to not do that because I'm too lazy to do it. Um, and uh, so sorry about that, Ben. That's okay. Uh, but it's on Facebook, so you go check out facebook.com yeah. backslash DC Crossover Podcast uh, if you want to watch it. Um, but overall, it's just, you know, it, that was fun. And ever since then, because I work for the school system, we were off. So I was working my other second job and stuff like that. But the hours are so much better. The pay is obviously a lot less. It's a part-time. But the, the, <laughs> the hours are so good. I was gaming. I was doing – I mean, I was staying up late. I was sleeping in. I was doing all this kind of crap where it was just like – now I get back to the real world and life sucks. Back to <laughs> reality. Yeah, nothing nothing greater than the first time waking back up for work again after the break. And I, I barely slept the night before. I mean, yeah. I was up all night. and Yeah, it's not good. Now for me, it's just I've been doing – I'm in a game paradise right now where I've got the Nintendo Switch yeah. and the various games I'm playing on that. I've got Red Dead 2 on the PlayStation. It's smooth. I just don't – yeah, it's fantastic. So I'm – but I'm in the situation where like – you know, I'm like married, and like I can't just play video games all night. I'd love to, yeah. um, but it just doesn't work like that. Once so I, once I put I, a ring on the girlfriend that I, I just, got right now, it's a little bit different. I just find time when I can <laughs> to play the games. But I will. I'm not complaining because, man, I'll tell you, the Switch is pretty damn fantastic. Yeah. To have that. Uh, so yeah, my my two point conversion just I've been switching it up. Yeah. I'm like the commercials where the kids are like, hey, you want to play the Switch? And they go out to like the backyard and they play the Switch and then they come inside and they play the Switch and they throw it on the TV. And Grandpa, do you want to play Mario Kart? Except for there's no Grandpa, it's just me. <laughs> um, and uh, we, 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 we played it on the way to Mason's game yesterday. My brother and I, we played it in the back. We played some... Yeah. Uh, some uh, Mario Wait, Kart. Is it like a like a screen share kind of thing? It's a little screen. Uh, so we have two, there's two controllers on each side. So oh, there can, is. You two can take them off. Oh, okay. Um, and you can hold them. It's like it's almost like a Wii remote, kind of like you can. Uh, so it's it's pretty sick. So you yeah. can throw it on your TV. You can set. It has a little platform thing you can set up, and it's it's something to look into, Mister Cerrone. You can play online. Me and Jen really want to get them. I, th- I, I might bring one. I might bring it over sometime. It's very easy to set up into the TV. Just need HDMI. Yeah, that's the know. thing is that you know we really were looking into possibly getting. It. We played a little a little uh, Mario Kart action at the Target the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been some, I've been playing some Mario some Kart. Kid, there doing play by play. Some Smash Bros. He's asking us, "Is Toad your favorite character?" And I'm like, y- "Yes." I like the villager in Mario Kart, and I just act like I'm a uh, just a person just driving on 95. And there's just <laughs> all this craziness happening around me, and I'm just I'm just trying to get to work. Um, there's shells flying all over the place, bananas, spike shells. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that was that's what's going on with me. What about New Year's Eve? What did you guys do for New Year's? Went over to uh, my boy uh, Salty Dalton's. Oh, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I didn't yeah, get to hear about. Time. I didn't get to hear about it yet. I haven't heard that last. Yeah, episode. well, I'm, you know, on, I'm on the latest episode. I just sure. finished the uh, the other one a couple days ago. All he did was complain that I acted like I didn't have a good time. I did have a good time. There were a lot of people I didn't know there. It's always a little oh, awkward when there's no. people you don't know. A lot of our close friends bailed, so there was a lot of uh, friends that I didn't know. Jeez so Louise. I kind of stayed in the background, let let the other people be on. I can't on wait display. to hear about this. Um, so yeah. I know you well enough to the point where I mean I've known you for almost nine, probably nine years now. Sure, and uh, I could I could see your 
your actions in, in that uh, yeah. reaction. Yeah, I just kind of hung on the back, had some comments here and there, ate some food. Uh, we, we took a lift, and I thought maybe we'd get some, a little toasty. Didn't really. I had like three beers, and then I was like, man, I wish I had driven. I could <laughs> drive home. It was wasting uh, 50 bucks. Had a very talkative uh, Lyft driver on the way to there. And again, oh, I was telling worse. us life stories. Uh, been a Redskins ticket holder for a long time, though, so he talked about some of that. that. Long. That's, that's, the, that's the worst thing is when you see a Lyft or an Uber that either they're really weird or yeah. the, or the, like like really weird in the sense of like they're listening to odd music like like opera their own music or <laughs> yeah yeah and that's the thing like I had a at a wedding my aunt's wedding this past summer I, me and Jen had a Uber going back to our Airbnb and the guy had like long white goldish you know gross greasy oh, hair God. and then he was telling us like he was one of those guys that you he asked like are you guys from around here mm. we're like no and then he started asking us like. Uh, you know, questions about the area, and we're like, we 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 have we don't we don't we don't know what you're talking about here. And he started like he's listening, like I said, he's listening to like opera or Beethoven or something like that. Uh, not the dog, and basically, it was just it was something that is just like. Oh my gosh! And the worst is like you hit every red light. Oh yeah, and you're just like oh. This was God, a long. This, this was a long trip, and the guy would not shut up. And I feel bad, but at the same time, I don't because it's like, yeah. dude, I'm paying you to drive me because I'm too lazy or I'm. How'd too you drunk. not get toasty, man? At that point, when you don't know people, yeah, because to... I didn't want to do that. Because then suddenly I'm the guy nobody knows, and he's dancing on the chandelier, <laughs> and you're just like, what? Is who is this guy? Who oh, is this guy? Who invited? Oh, who invited neighbor? Him? So yeah, no, it just wandered over here. It was good though. I mean, it was, uh, but you know, it's 2019. I'm excited. So for the, the big, the, the biggest, the biggest, uh, we're uncut, we're, we're un, you know, revealing the lasagna layers. Here. Sure, sure. So basically, the biggest thing you don't, you don't <laughs> like was the was the the fact you didn't know a ton of people. Yeah, that was it. The most uncomfortable. I had part. a good time. That's, yeah, you can. But en- I was accused of enjo- not having. You can enjoy the time. You just don't want to sure. sit there and say like, be kind of shell shocked, like a Mario Kart reference. Sure. You know, you want to be shell shocked and sit there and be like, I, uh, Bill, I don't know who you are. And yeah, you say I, that to I, everybody. I didn't know most of them. Most of them there, but it's fine. I mean, Abby and I had a good time. They had a hookah. So we were all smoking some hookah. Well, what, what does that do for you? Nothing. For me, nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm 200-something pounds. Hookah doesn't do anything. Yeah. For, for some people, it like, goes to your head, and you feel lightheaded in a good way. Um, you don't get high or anything. Not that we're, you know, we're a drug-free show here. Yeah, that's um, right. Damn sure. But, uh, but yeah, it doesn't, uh, for, it doesn't do much. I didn't, I didn't even smoke the hookah. I was just like, I'm good. I'm here with my Bud Light that I brought. <laughs> so, no, I'm fine. But how, I many, brought how, some, many, how many did you bring? I brought a case and I left it there. Holy jeez, we! And then uh, <laughs> I brought some ham and Swiss sliders that are some of my best. Uh, those were gobbled up. Those there were none of those left. So I, that's what I brought to the party was uh, the ham and Swiss. What, what, were they on like uh, the, uh, the the potato rolls? On the on the Hawaiian rolls, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the slider rolls. That's your downfall, man. You can't eat all that breading and then have just beer, especially Bud Light. I could have. I've done it many times. Okay. I, I could have handled it, but uh, it's, it's whatever. It was, you drink it was beer fun. somewhere, yeah? It was good. It was good. But I'm ready for, for the final bit here. We're going to talk a little Pine Pony Express where we bring up some news stories here. We've each got a story. We will discuss. We've had some interesting moments in 2018 right. with these Pine Pony news stories. What Start do we have in store for 2019? I'll start us off. Do it. Mr. Cerrone. Uh... The headline is, I'll never stop. Prolific streaker has stripped off at 568 events. Um, Mark Roberts, he's 53-year-old. 
uh, 53 years old, has been a performance artist for more than 25 years, despite his children begging him to stop. Um, he, he lives the equipment to do in it. Liverpool. He's streaked at the Super Bowl, <laughs> the Olympics, the UEFA Champions League final, Usain Bolt's race. He's done uh, the Cannes Film Festival. He's streaked 568 times over 24 countries and has only been arrested 25 times. Of the 568. Um, I like how that's like an accomplishment. He's, he's only been arrested 25, 25 times. times. I guess as a day job, he's like an artist or something. He's got he's been engaged he for, for four years. Um, and that his his fiance knows like what he's up, what he's into, like that he's into just streaking at these She's weird into events. It as well, uh, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, five. Have you? Here's the thing for you. Have you ever been to a game that somebody's run on the field? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a high school game. Have they been naked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually ran was past it, He ran past me. Was it you? That was not me. It was at uh, Loudoun County High School. Yeah. Um, it was my senior year of high school. And that that year was one of our best football years uh, in our school's history at Potomac Falls High School. And uh, that year was the year that everyone scheduled us for homecoming. So they scheduled about seven homecoming games sure. uh, against Potomac Falls. And we I think we won like six of them, yeah. which is unbelievable. We went ten and two that year. Lost a broad run twice. That doesn't really matter, but uh, to this story. But uh, we were at Latin County High School, and uh, my best friend uh, and, and I, you know, we, we were sitting there, you know, tossing. The, we didn't really care about the games too, too much. Sure. Um, but uh, uh, because obviously we thought we were going to be bad. And this was one of the first yeah. homecoming games, so it was like we were like, you know, two and one, and we're just like, who cares? Um, and all of a sudden, uh, we basically, uh, you know, we're tossing the football uh, at Latin County, and all of a sudden. Um, you know, we, we hear this like, oh, my God. And all of a sudden I look around and there's just the whole package. Just sitting, oh, just, yeah. Just, just, sit, just sitting there flying past me. He came out of the porter potty. His buddy, I saw his buddy grab his clothes and sprint out of the stadium. This guy hops the fence and then he's, you know, just just sprinting all the way down. I'm, I'm sure I guess it was the principal or the administration are they're sitting there. You know, just like, oh, my God, they're trying to chase this guy down. His whole entire unit is just hanging out, going oh, around. God. And, then, <laughs> and the funniest part was this kid had to climb like a 10-foot fence to get out of the of the stadium because I, I don't know if you've ever been to Loudoun County's football field, but yeah. at the very end of uh, – if you're looking at it from the press box, the very left end, there's a 10-foot fence, and then they have the road right there, uh, the main road, where we saw headlights, and all of a sudden he jumped the fence, and people were like the administration were trying to jump the fence too. But of course they're in suits and stuff yeah, like that, so they can't gonna, get it. Yeah. And sweatshirts and all that stuff. This guy's, you know, all he had to worry about was his, was, his, yeah. was his ding dong. Sure. And <laughs> and he his jumped business. Over, he jumped over the fence, got in the car, and that one. That's a system right there, dude. Man. Did he ever get caught? Uh, I guess. I mean, they I think, saw they, him. think they found out who it was. And then, uh, I mean, well, it's kind of stupid. You wear a mask. Or you gotta wear like a that. mask. You know, like it's this. like can't say you can't say. Oh yeah, I'm like the I'm the class president, and I'm, and I'm running. You know, and, and no one notices you. So the, um, this streaker had a tailor-made referee outfit one time. Got into the middle of the field and stripped all the way down. He had a, he has an actual tailor who tailors his clothes to be able to rip off easier. Um, wow. He's, his only punishment was about a thousand dollar fine um, in Texas. But that's it. How is this possible? Um, I, I'm sure that the the, the foreign foreign countries are, are kind of more a little bit more lenient because this is obviously public indecency. So it's like yeah, you would think you, you know, think you can you can be nude all you want, but it's public indecency once you trespass, which you're trespassing onto a field where you're not allowed to be. 
So he's right? yeah, he's, <laughs> he says the reason he's rarely been convicted is because he doesn't cause harm or distress to the public. So he hasn't been like yeah. charged with something like that. But I mean, that's a pretty incredible record there for this guy. It's only been caught, you know, 10 or 11 times, um, 568 events or something like that. I mean, you got to have a system down there, too, because I feel like where the guys make the problem is, Mike, they have the plan where they go, I'm running naked onto this field. They don't have the next steps after that. Yeah. You got to have an escape route. I like when uh, when the players uh, just tackle the, the crap out of the guys that run yeah. onto the field. Well, uh, not even the streakers, the people that go on like yeah. the people that go on like major league baseball fields, and all of a sudden you see the yeah. security guys in the, the yellow and blue jackets. So, you know, baseball <laughs> is one of the best sports to do that because you have a lot of ground to work with at a baseball field. I mean, you do for football too, but baseball, I mean, outfield is forever. I yeah. mean, you're running around forever. So, problem is you got no escape route there. Zero escape route <laughs> on a baseball you're, you're, field. You're you're going in. The only place that you can pretty much. Uh, do the the running across the field is basically a high school field, but you yeah. probably shouldn't if you're an adult man because you could probably get some other charges in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll probably get you for it. But yeah, uh, good for this guy, I guess. Uh, Mark Roberts. But getting, uh, getting arrested that much, something else has to happen to you, though. You would think. So he's been. He, so he, it sounds like I, I think that maybe is the amount of times he's been like charged. I think he's been like held for a couple hours. Yeah. Um, you know, by the police before, but then they'll just or maybe let they him drop go. the charge or something like that. Yeah. So twenty five has been an actual arrest. I don't know, but it's it's like if this was your dad. What if that was your? And I mean, I'm not asking you specifically for your dad. Yep. But like, if, if imagine the scenario of you know that's your kid and your dad has been just known to straight. There's pictures of him on the internet streaking 568 times at various sporting events. That's got to be a little tough at school. Yeah, imagine you. Yeah, you you know it's your dad. All your friends are like, "Hey, man, is your dad going to keep his clothes on today? <laughs> yeah. You know, big game tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully, your dad. You know, is he only running cold cities? Um, doesn't uh, strip off all of his clothes <laughs> again. See his. I mean, it's 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 interesting. It, it was interesting. That's why I found that one. Oh man, I just I just don't get it, man. I don't get that. I have I have no that's draw. A lot of damn time. I barely can take off my shirt at the beach, <laughs> and that's like where you're supposed to. Yeah, I'm not taking. I'm not getting anywhere. Like, I'm that guy that doesn't want to that doesn't want to like you know jump in the pool with a with yeah. swim trunks on and stuff like that. Yeah, obviously. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how old and you this get. Is, this guy's not in good shape, too. I'll tell you. All right, you got a picture of him? Oh, I mean, the 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 the, the site is covered in pictures. There he is. <laughs> oh, thank God! Oh my God! <laughs> Jeez, Louise, that's a Real Madrid. That's that's an old picture. That must have been one of his first. Oh, is that? Oh, it says 2005. Okay, so it's 14 years ago. I was gonna say those are some old ass uh, Real Madrid jerseys. Yeah, but jeez, Louise, that guy looks like. I mean, he looks like he's you know in his mid 30s there. Yeah, like is that like a fetish or something like he's that? Like, like a what, perfe- is, what is that? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, 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 don't want to get know. into all that. But that, I mean, he, that has there's to be him a, at a football field there. <laughs> Holy jeez. What is, what is he wearing? Is that like a... Like a <laughs> it's like a football. It's like, a, is it a football bag? Yeah, it's like a football... Wait, so is he covered he himself co- up? He, he covers up the... The, uh, the, 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 the package. The, the ghoulies, as I call them. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <but laughs> he, co- he covers up the pencil and the erasers. Well, he didn't cover up in this photo here, in case you wanted to look at that. There he is there. So. <laughs> what does it say on there? I don't oh know. Oh, my gosh. I don't man. know, man, but... That's my Pine Pony Express to go. start 2019. Some, I mean, I don't know if that... naked man in his yeah, ding-dong. Yeah, yeah, um, Again, this is the Pine Pony Express where we give you some news stories out there you probably have not heard of that mean the most to us. <laughs> or are interested in. Yeah, and uh, okay, so my next one uh, happened on January 2nd, and it says, lack of hot sauce leads to shooting at Taco Bell. Wow. So, uh, you know, me and you are pretty good connoisseurs of Taco Bell. 
I do like some hot sauce, fire and, sauce. Yeah. Are you, you're a fire sauce guy? Oh, no, no, yeah. Fire, fire sauce. Yeah. Uh, I should, I yeah, should yeah, ask. Yeah. I'm I not like the super ghost sauce or whatever. Yeah. I, <laughs> ghost sauce. I, was, I, know, I should have asked you, are you a Diablo sauce guy? No. Yeah. Diablo sauce. That, that's blows. Yeah. The problem is that when they ever ask you for sauce, I always say, yeah, just, just get a couple handfuls in there. And they gave you like six. Yeah. And you're like, how small are your hands? Yeah. Because like, the sauce yeah, like, holds yeah, like hands. The, whole, the, the sauce holds barely anything. Yeah. In a little packet. Yeah, seriously. And that's the thing is that I look at it here and um, it says, please are searching, obviously, and they might have. Caught him by now. It says police are searching for a man who fired several shots through a Taco Bell drive-through window oh my when he didn't get the taco sauce he wanted. It happened recently at Taco Bell in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, probably after the Wizards beat them. And then when officers get to the scene of the reported shooting, they learn that a fight over hot sauce could have caused the ordeal. And it's like, like what? Are you, what are you doing, man? It's like. That, that, that's the problem is that that's why you say this world is nuts. Because yeah. when you go to a Taco Bell, you should go there and say, I'm going to get fat tonight. And literally... I say that every night. Yeah, I'm going to get fat tonight. I'm going to deal with it later. And obviously, when you do that, like, you don't go there and say, like, holy jeez, I did not get the right sauce. Like, honestly, if you really wanted to, get your fat ass off the, off the driver's side, park in the parking lot, go out there and get three handfuls of sauce inside yeah. and dump it in the bag. Sure. I mean, that's the best it's way all, to do it's it. It's all right there. It's, it's free. It's free. Go do it. It's not like you have a, you know, I hate when restaurants or, or whatever, not restaurants, like fast food places, like like Chick-fil-A, they do it, they do it well. Because when, when you ask for Chick-fil-A sauce, you know, they give you like six, which that's a lot in a packet. Like yeah, that, they that. do a nice job with it. And they ask, you know, how many sauces, stuff like that. And uh, the, there's, there's, you know, Wendy's and McDonald's, it's very hit or miss as far as if you yeah. ask for ketchups and things like that, you got a real, or honey mustard, <laughs> you're putting a lot of pressure on that drive through guy. Here's yeah. the key. You mention it. At the at the drive through intercom, yeah. but you got to mention again at the window because sometimes it's not the same person. So you got to make sure you bring up the fact that you need those sauces gotcha. again, because gotcha. um, you, otherwise you're going to be an unhappy camper looking in that bag and seeing you know one ketchup sauce when you ask for four honey mustards. I'm telling you, that's a little trade secret for you. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, so you, you mention it at the intercom and you mention it at the window. And that, that actually is a how much percentage guarantee is that though? Hundred percent, hundred percent, really? Never, never been let down. What are they not going to give it to you when you're standing there at the window, saying or standing when you're driving at the window and you're like, "Hey, I need." You know, technically that doesn't work. If you try to go through the drive-through by just walking through, it doesn't work. You're not a car. Yeah, they're not going to. They're going to be like, "Go inside, you." Well, I tried it once. Yeah, I I didn't. I didn't try it. A friend of mine tried it. Sure. I mean, it was during uh, one. It was like a secondary beach week. Uh, It wasn't my first beach week. It was a secondary one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, we we weren't drunk or anything, surprisingly. And uh, literally, by the time we got to the drive-through, we sat there and we're like, "Hey, it'd be funny to walk through the drive-through." So the guy that no one liked, we told him to go through. And uh, he, he, yeah, so we didn't get embarrassed, or he got embarrassed. So he walked through the Wendy's drive-through, and he's sitting at the stupid intercom. And he's like, "Hello," and they never responded to him. And then they you know, could see him on the camera. Yeah, they're like, Look you know, they can see they, they can see who's in the drive-through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not like some magic yeah. like floor pressure that they're like, oh, uh, right. somebody's there. He 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 wrestled in high school. He was a very good wrestler in high school. Yeah. So I think he took too many hits to the head. Yeah, he wasn't like, he wasn't the smartest fellow. So shooting over some fire sauce, some hot sauce, a Taco Bell. I mean. I get it, but I also don't get it because, like you said, look. If you che- that's why you got to check the bag yeah. as well. You got to give a quick glance um, at the bag. I know Abby uh, is uh, notorious for because I don't really care if, like, if I order sauce, let's say, 
and it's not there, okay, whatever. I'm not yeah. going to, like, freak no out. Deal. I probably have some ketchup at home. But uh, Abby will get pissed. If, I don't ch- if we get home and there's not the sauces that she wanted, really? we're talking about just... Just smack to the face. No, just kidding. Um, no. <laughs> Talking about domestic abuse. Yeah, no, but she'll uh, she'll be uh, she'll be pissed. So I always have to. That's when I have to do the double move, the intercom and the window. Move. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Is that literally when you go and they you ask for sauces? Like the other night, me and Jen were going. Uh, I forgot where we went, and we asked for you know. I think we got like a couple. We just like rated the dollar menu, and we got like five bucks worth of you know sure. million things, which is like enough to feed ten families. <laughs> exactly on the McDonald's. And uh, I, I have to tell you a real quick story uh, after, after this, real fast. But we went there and we asked like, can we have a buffalo sauce? And the lady's like zesty, and I said. No, no, Buffalo. And she's like, Zesty? And I said, yes, Zesty. And I, 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 just, like, I, I just gave up. Like, it's like, who refers to it as Zesty? You could be zesty? anywhere from the, uh, farther from the spectrum, from letter B to Z. I mean, it's like you're going from, and like, I mean, this is, is ridiculous. Is it called Zesty Buffalo? No. Then how, where does she get Zesty from? I don't, what sauce I don't know. starts with Zesty? <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I think it's like a Burger King sauce. We were at McDonald's yeah. dollar menu. Uh, you know what place I went to the other day uh, for the first time ever? I had never been to a Freddy's. 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 What's it's like Freddy's? a burger place. Where the hell is there's, that? There's one, there's one in Fairfax. Um, they have fry sauce, and it's like uh, it's like this like pinkish type sauce, and you can put, dip your fries or your hamburger in um, or your face, and like <laughs> fry sauce is damn good. Just like how Arby sauce is is good at Arby's if yeah. you ever have Arby sauce. So fry sauce, man. Freddy's. Look out for it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wait, you said it was in Fairfax. How far is it from me? It's in Fairfax. I don't know. Wherever well, right. Fairfax hey, is. I, I had to go to the stupid Dunkin' Donuts in Manassas. That well, took me almost three hours. Freddy's. I think it's with a Y. So Freddy with a D-Y. Right. I had never been. I had never been before. I would never heard of the place. And you, you just saw it and you were like, let me try this no, place. No, my dad, out. after the Mason game, my dad and my brother and I, because my dad's heard of it, and my sister lives nearby there, and we went to Freddy's to get a, got a burger. Their burgers are kind of like flat. Like, they're not like thick burgers. They're kind of like flatter burgers. They're good. And then, it's a vegan, uh, vegan and restaurant? And then they got the shoestring fries where they're very like thin um, but there's a lot of them. Uh, and, uh, I'm and not a big fan of Freddy's sauce. already. I'm telling you, man, Freddy's is pretty good. <laughs> thin, they have a drive-thru, thin too. Thin beef, thin fries. Where is the substance But they got here? fry sauce, which is probably billions of calories. <laughs> and they have a lot of milkshakes and ice cream and stuff. Freddy's. We'll go through the drive-thru sometime. Okay, yeah. They have a drive-thru. Uh, uh, yeah, I heard you say that the first three times. Just letting you know. <laughs> I don't know. We could drive all the way to Fairfax oh, go to Freddy's. Last thing I'll say before sure, we, we sure, sign sure. off here. Um, so... You can get DoorDash, obviously, here. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, I think I told you this, Uber Eats, worst app in the world, because literally, I, I've i been waiting for Uber Eats for, for forever. They have a stupid map that says, we're almost there. And I started looking, I zoom into the map, literally three buildings that way, like yeah. 100 yards Doesn't that way. They can sense. deliver there, but they can't deliver to me for some stupid Doesn't odd reason. Sense. They can deliver to half my damn apartment complex. But anyways, so we go DoorDash, and... Uh, one night, Jen was like, I'm, kind of, I'm really hungry, you know, I'm, I'm craving something. And uh, I was like, eh, me too. And uh, she, she, she said, well, let's look at DoorDash and see if, see if we can get something for cheap. And I said, okay. So we look at Wendy's, and she's like, oh, my God, they have the dollar fry deal. Ooh. And I, yes. never, I never really heard about that. Uh, but she was like, yeah, you can get any size fry for a dollar. Which, why would you be a moron and say, oh, I'm going to get the small? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Might as well get the, Take the, advantage the, the of 4XL here. Yeah, come on. You know, so we got 10 extra, or Jeez. not extra, 10 large fries. Oh, my God. You see that white bowl over there that has that stuff on it? Yeah. That we filled that thing, and there's to the brim. That's incredible. That's like, that's like, a, that's like a big 
I don't even know what the hell that's like. It's like the, it's like and Wendy's Shre- fries. That's are, like Shrek's cereal bowl. Wendy's fries are up there, man. Yeah. They're, they're, oh, the I mean, salt. McDonald's fries are McDonald's. Like the, we all know those, and those are like crack. Yeah. But Wendy's fries with the sea salt, that's got to be up there. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know which which fry. I think I think Arby's curly fries is my favorite. Well, yeah, those um, are classic. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of Freddy's. Freddy's. Yeah. Oh, good old Freddy's. Yeah, you got a Freddy's. Uh, yeah. I looked it up. I think the only location of Freddy's is Fairfax. It's like Fredericksburg <laughs> and Fairfax. Uh, I ain't going to Fredericksburg. Well, take me take me three hours to get there. We'll do a live show from from Freddy's. There we go. I wonder what they would say if we said that. Hey, can we do a live show from there? Yeah, <laughs> Freddy's frozen custard and steak burgers. That's what they're known for. Steak burgers. So it's, is it kind of like a uh, steak and shake? I don't know. Or not steak and shake. Is it Fairfax? Fairfax yeah, is steak it. and shake. That's all. That's yeah. the only place nearby yeah. here. But well, I'm telling you right now, that dollar fry menu or deal was amazing. We spent ten bucks, got it delivered here for free because we got free delivery that night. And we filled out that bowl, and we told them, bring every sauce you have. Solid. And they gave us, like, 13 sauces, and I <laughs> ate every single one of them. That, that's a solid way problem to go problem was it. is that she had this plate, this extra plate, just for the sauces. Yeah, I've done that before. It's a great move. <laughs> yeah, it's a great move. And the problem was that I started, you know, like an idiot, uh, even though that's... Well, that's, you, that's you one, dipped around, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I went, like, blah, 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 well, I went all the way around. can't do that. And she got so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> she was like... She's like, are you serious? Understandably. Like, there's ranch, and there was, like, yeah, that's just there was some other buffalo there. I did like buffalo in the ranch, and then obviously it tainted the ranch, and then she was pissed. That's just amateur and hour. It's just, I mean, it was it was a low blow by me, but it was it just looks so tempting to do it, so I wanted I to do it. I understand. I mean, I would I would do that as well. But yeah, I guess I guess we'll we'll wrap up the show here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> after our fry talk. All right, so that's going to be the DC crossover right here. That might be episode 15, 16, 17. might yeah. be episode 30. You I got a couple no hours to work with. Uh, We're back on WGMU, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it right here for the DC Crossover, uh, dccrossover.com. We're going to have some more content coming up there. And uh, also, uh, we're gonna, like we said earlier in the show, we're going to add more uh, video elements and, and, and different things of, the nat- of, of that nature. Again, that's the DC Crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. Any last thoughts, Mr. Simpson? No last thoughts, but have fun editing this sucker. It's going to be great. Gotta love it from my partner, Ben Simpson. I am Mike Cerrone signing off for yet again another episode of the DC Crossover. Take care, everybody. Let's set fire to the light.